1212, I go by the name of DJ Wood, and you're now listening to the original Jeek Podcast. Let's go! an entrance so backward What up Jeeks? My name is Rockin' Mr. Magic and this is the original Jeek Podcast. Unfortunately, tonight, I do not have the one and only, the awesome, unique DNA. He's a busy man. He could not be here. But do not despair. I am not alone. Tonight, I want to welcome some returning guests and a brand new guest to the show. So first, I want to introduce returning guest, the Superman of Almighty Gaming Studios. My man, your friend, Milan Blackmore, brother, welcome back. What's up? What's up? Good to be here. Good to have you again. If you like his face, y'all, and you like his voice, get used to it. Because my man is super hyped, and he signed up to be on a ton of more stuff from Jig Nation. So get used to hearing this guy. Next is returning guest, that boy L7, also known as Micah Sims. Brother, welcome hey, back to up? the show. I'm happy to be here. Let's get it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So glad to have you back. And last but definitely not least, first time guest. He is from the Mountain Nerds Podcast. Welcome, Caleb Ardois. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you, my friend. And so, and definitely just for you coming on on such a short notice. Oh yeah. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't turn down uh, tonight's topic. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we jump into tonight's topic of Falcon and Winter Soldier, to start the show, and if you're not from, you know, familiar, I like to do for first time guests uh, a little just, you know, cheekdom introduction. Uh, while L7 and Milan have been here before, they're going to answer the question after Caleb does. Uh, but before we go into that, Caleb, why don't you start and just share with everybody where you can be found uh, and your content on social media. Okay, yeah. Uh, you could find us on Twitter at Nerds Mountain, on Facebook at Mountain Nerds Podcast, and on Instagram at Mountain Nerds Pod. Uh, we are also on Twitch. We stream, me and my wife stream three days a week. Uh, it is twitch.tv forward slash mountain nerds. And yeah, so that's that's where we could find us. Uh, we also have like a little discord group that you can join as well. Just hit me up if you want in and we pretty much welcome everybody. So it's it's a fun place to be. Awesome. Awesome. Um, go, um, Milan, why don't you share with everyone where you can be found on social media? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you all want to be live and in Technicolor with me, you can find us at Almighty Gaming Studios on our Facebook and Almighty Gaming Studios on our Twitch and Almighty Gaming 16 on the Twitch for the for the Twitter for the latest leaks information. We already we're already in reviews of the Mortal Kombat. 
We're going to be talking about it tomorrow with the Melanated Anime Club. We already got into that Outriders. We've been playing that outbreak, getting high scores with the VP on the Twitch. So now is a great time for some new fan family members. So again, if you want to come say hi, tag along, get in on this good nerdy information and knowledge, you can find us at Almighty Gaming Studios on our Facebook Almighty Gaming 16 for the Twitch. I mean, for the Twitter and Almighty Gaming Studios for the Twitter. <clears throat> for the Twitch, I'm sorry. All them T's. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but you can find us basically at Almighty Gaming Studios, and I'll be so grateful to see you guys there. We play everything. We talk everything. I'm available for all podcasts. So if you want to see me and talk about anything, I'm here for it. Yes, indeed. And uh, again, last but not least, that mm-hmm. boy L7. What's up, man? Uh, you can catch me. I only have Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so you can follow me at L7. That's E L underscore the number seven V E N. That's E L underscore the number seven V E N. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Now, I got to say something real quick. Mylon, you're talking about Outriders? Dude, that is my game. That is all I've been playing for the past. You trying to co-op? Like, What's up? All, like, I've literally been playing Outriders for, since it's been out, like, every single day. The game is What's become an obsession up? for me, so. <laughs> What's up? Oh, I need a buddy. Looks like we're going to see some special Twitch content. Hey, we're going to see some collabs very soon. <laughs> Look at oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mountain meets the south side <laughs> in Outriders on Twitch. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, first things first. Let's start with the question. You're picking five players for a pickup basketball game that is comprised of your favorite Marvel characters. What five do you take? And if you can answer this part, who plays what position? going to start off with our first time guest Caleb all right well the first one I had on my list is it's um, playing small forward is Nightcrawler I just I kind of picked him first because he's I think he's just he's quick he's really good on his feet I mean uh-huh. he he has this he could teleport and that's that's pretty much all I got that's all I got that's all that's I got. Okay. That's okay. That's all, right. that's all I got. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Attributes. I mean, he's a bit short for small forward. But that's he okay. is. He is. But he put he small can, back and small forward. He can teleport though, so he can exactly. move quick. He can move quick. I think that's where his like. I think that's where his advantage is. So. Okay. I like that. Okay. So who who else you got? You got Nightcrawler on your squad. Uh, Iron Man. I chose as a point guard. I said I kind of picked him because he was he's very tactical and like he could steal the ball. I mean, he stole that glove from Thanos. He could steal a ball. All right. That's that's kind of my thought. You'd be like, whoa, where is it? Boom. He's Iron Man dribbling over here. That's it. Point guard to be your smartest guy on the court. So, yeah, I can understand that. Okay. Uh, I chose kind of I was thinking for shooting guard. I was thinking Thor. I don't know why. I think just because I don't know. He's very. I think as just a character himself, he's very, he plays very offensively. He's very like in your face. 
I just picked him as a because I thought he, yeah, I just thought he would be a good offensive player. Um, okay. As far as power guard, Hulk, big, huge. He can make those jump shots. He can make those leaps. Um, and then the last one I got on my list here is Hawkeye as the center because he can make those precision shots. He could shoot those long shots. He's precise. He, he could shoot a, a bow and arrow. He got his aim. He could take his aim. He could make it. So, Okay. I would probably swap your center with your shooting guard, but that's a pretty good team. Uh, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I was I, – I actually – not not gonna lie, I was actually thinking about those two switching those as well when I first made the list, and that's why I was thinking. I put I told you beforehand I put a lot of thought into where I wanted the players to be, and I was like, I just I don't know. I think just for for long shots, I think I just could see Hawkeye making those. Man, that was I think oh, I my agree. idea behind that. So that's why I mean, he he, uh, he took center. He went and played some golf, and uh, he said it in uh, I think it was Civil War. He went and shot some golf. Played eighteen, shot eighteen. So we we know Hawkeye got that aim. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he's what I think in the I read in the comics he's about six three. I know I think he's in, he's about six three in the comics. So he, I mean he's not like the tallest he's guy. He's he's yeah. high, he got a little height to him. So yeah, I, yeah I that's like it. I, that, like your, I like your squad. Yeah. Okay. Um, L seven. Actually, you know what I'm gonna say? L seven. I know he prepared. <laughs> Um, he had a whole list. Let me save him for last. Bolan, why don't you give me your five? Okay, all right, all right. So name the position, and I'll name the character. That's how we're gonna do okay. it. Okay. All right. So who's running point? Who's controlling the game? Controlling the ball for you? Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. Wolverine. That's my all dominant right. force. That's that's okay. that's who, that's that's who you're gonna see in your you, face. If if I need to, if I need him to turn if I need the tempo turned up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, pick and roll. Go ahead. Yeah, go. You want that berserker rage going? Okay. Yeah. It, it, look, if it's down to the last couple seconds, berserker rage. Cut it on. Let's go. Let's go. Get in there. Murder it. Murder it. Murder it. Weapon X. Weapon X. Weapon X. Weapon. Oh man. Okay, we got the weapon X chair too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> oh man, that's that's an interesting pick. Okay, uh, he's definitely short, um, as most point guards are. Okay, uh, mm. all right, shoot it, you're shooting guard, and, you're, and you can't say Zach Levine, cause, you know. Cause he's ah, you're right, you're right. So I'll save his counterpart that I call him Carnage. Boom, Carnage, because he's gonna be okay. shooting with them tendrils. So you already know that form will be perfect. Carnage gonna hit all them. All I'm doing just how I need it to. Elusa, exactly. Someone gonna post up in his face. Boom. Floop. Buckets. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we got Wolverine at the point, Carnage at the two. All right, mm-hmm. so who's your small forward? Cyclops. Cyclops. Okay. Cyclops. And for team chemistry, make sure I can keep Wolverine in checks and balance. <laughs> okay. Well, I, like I like that. that. I like that. In that way, I, if I need to do a, if I need to do a swap out, I got someone that's just as critical in them clutch moments, and he got that eye. Like, come on, Cyclops got that eye on him. He's not. 
He's the underrated player. Everybody counts outside clubs, but then when he come through, come on now. Exactly. That's the man. So I need him. He's a great leader. Okay. Um, all right, give me your power forward. Oh, uh, my powerful. Who we got? Who we got? T'Challa. My boy Black T'Challa. Panther. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. T'Challa is powerful. I need, I need another tactician in there. I, I need, I, I need, need everything to be crucial. I need everything to be need precise. I need. You need someone with fundamentals, like like mm-hmm. the Tim Duncan type. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Then lastly, who's your big man in the middle? Who's playing center? Juggernaut. <laughs> okay. Who's guarding that? Right. If he's coming down, <laughs> that's, true. that's my shack. That's my shack. Huh. Who's, who's going body to body with that? That's my LeBron. That's my LeBron. You can keep you can keep the king. I got the juggernaut. He gonna go head first and who? What person you feel to put up against that? That's just gonna take that head on. Now, if they made a Marvel basketball game, like if Capcom did it and they took the voices from Marvel versus Capcom, I can already hear Juggernaut coming down the lane and going Juggernaut dunk. Yes. <laughs> he's yes. he's dunking and just ripping, <laughs> ripping oh. it all. He's ripping it. He's ripping it all down. Roof's coming. Everything's coming. <laughs> Building's coming down. He dunks, he tears down the whole thing. <laughs> I kind of want to see like how these squad. Yeah, I, I want to see these squads be, go out and do so. Go pick I'd up. Be about it. <laughs> I'm about it. Make this happen. Well, now, if you remember from the X-Men cartoon, you already saw Gambit and Wolverine playing some two-on-two, and, you know, Wolverine killed the game by putting his claw off of the ball, but, you know, your boy's a little... Again, that's why we got Cyclops. Hey, 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 not that type of murder. Hey, 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 right. You see Westbrook? Every aggressive person has that teammate to keep that aggressor in check, so... Exactly. I already thought of that. I already thought of that. That's why we got Cyclops. Like, boom, gone. Get your mans. Get your mans. Your mans is cutting up. Literally, he's cutting up. Like, there's no more ref because he's cutting up. Like, and one more technical and he's out. I need you to get him. Get him together. I would be Phil Jackson. I would be you, Phil you Jackson. Phil. You, you, you have to have <laughs> Professor X coach that team. Thomas, you have to have. You got to have Cerebral on standby. Like, hey, put this on. Put this on. Put this on. Put Sit down. <laughs> sit down. Put this on. You need to calm down. But Gene. Gene. Gene, I mean, come you, here. You, you can't bring Gene out because then Cyclops and Wolverine are beefing, and that causes all types of team chemistry problems. You don't, <sighs> you don't want that. But I like your squad. We'll so Wolverine, Carnage, Cyclops, T'Challa, and Juggernaut. Okay. I like it. So finally, last, we have the team. Of L7. L7, what you got? So, uh, we'll start with uh, small forward. I picked Nightcrawler as well. <laughs> you picked Nightcrawler That's why he, well. that's why he was like this. You all didn't why, keep his, why, his mind was blown. Yeah. See? You see? For the same reason. Great minds think alike. Man, I'm telling you. So, uh, he, can, uh, he can teleport. 
and uh, you know, a small forward, they like to, you know, get close to the rim to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nightcrawler is good for that. They're more and, and from what I understand, um, they're more like agile. I guess you can say, and Nightcrawler is perfect. For yeah, um, that's that's yeah. a great point. So uh, that's who I have as my small forward. As my center, I have Black Goliath. Oh, because yeah. he can grow. Okay. That's a good one. And yes, he you know, can. The center has to get the rebounds. Um, and so, if if y'all don't know who Goliath is, the black version of Goliath. So there's multiple guys who've been Goliath. Um, he was in uh the second Bill's last. Bill's, Bill's but yeah. So I'm trying to remember what Bill's uh, last name is. Is it Foster? Yes, yes Bill Foster, um, who was played by Larry Fishburne in the Ant Man versus the uh, Ant Man the Wasp movie, and um, unfortunately, Bill Foster, the character in the comics, was killed during the original Correct. Civil War. Event Correct. by the uh, Android Thor, but uh, yeah, Bill Foster was the giant. That's a great pick for your center. center. I like it, and he's extremely yeah. intelligent. So that would be my center. Um, as my shooting guard, I have Hawkeye. Another great you pick. Know, he can't miss. He don't he miss. Don't miss. Uh, he don't miss. That's Curry. Curry, exactly. With the threes. Hawkeye all right, day. he don't Clint miss. All day. Right, Clint, all day. Ooh. He going to have his own shoe deal by the end of the night. Clint don't miss. Clint clutch. Clint clutch. All, all, all of a sudden, tomorrow on the on the Nike sneakers app, get your brand new Hawkeye Air Force One. Clint clutch. Step, step into the building and you're in range. Clint clutch. Ooh. So, uh. So yeah, I have him as my uh, shooting guard, uh, as my PG, uh, Captain America, uh, peer leader. He's a tactician. Uh, he can, I think he will be able to handle the ball because he can handle the shield. He can throw it, catch it, right? He could. That's do a great point. I didn't think oh, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. break yeah. ankles, all that. So Captain America. Yeah, but see, Cap break your ankles, and he'd be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't need you to worry about them too much. You gonna check up on them first, right? Uh, Not to mention, Cap got those reflexes too, man. Great yeah, reflexes. Super soldier, so. super oh soldier. yeah. And lastly, I yeah, like that last, pick. So your power forward, your power last. forward. Uh, I kind of went coed. My team is coed. So okay, uh, I mm. got uh, She Hulk. Oh, oh, that's a great my, uh, pick. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, again, she can play inside the paint. Um, get some layups, get some rebounds if she needs to. Nah, she hawks going to dunk, dunk that. Yeah, you kidding me? She going to yeah. dunk that on him. What we really want to <laughs> see. Yeah, so that's my team. Oh, we all want <laughs> to oh, see. Oh, see. Drop step, two hands, bang. She's always want to see it. Yeah. Too. So yes. Yep. You know, brains and brawn. Yeah. I like that. That is a nice squad. So Captain America run the point. Hawkeye shooting mm-hmm. from the two. We've got Nightcrawler at your three. She Hulk at the four. And Goliath at the five. Well, I'm gonna have to post uh 
uh, some of these lineups and and do a vote. This like I didn't even plan on doing that, but that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I need I need the G Nation universe to vote on who has the best squad because this. Say so you don't have the name. <laughs> y'all sitting here talking about you were so lost. See y'all y'all came up with some great research. <laughs> I just tried not to look stupid. I just tried not to look stupid. I ain't gonna. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're listening to this episode. Keep your eyes peeled because within the day or so, you will see a poll on who has the best squad formed on this episode. If you're not in the Jig Nation community, get yourself in there. For you who are on Facebook, unlike L7, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Jig Nation. You can click join. Select that you agree to our rules, which are very simple and easy. We don't ask much. And join in the fun. Share some memes. Tell us what your favorite fandoms are, your favorite sports teams are. And join in on our shenanigans. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for that. So we are going to move on to what we came here to talk about. The main event. The Falcon. And the Winter Soldier. So I'm going to start off. Uh, by asking you guys just to give a simple one to five rating of this season. Uh, starting with, you know, I'll keep starting with our brand new uh, guest, Caleb. One to five, where one being the worst, five being the best, where do you rate Falcon Winter Soldier? I'm going to give it a three on that okay. scale. Um, it wasn't, I don't think it was mind-blowing. It was, for me, it was just like a standard marvel show you know it was it had all the almost like a marvel movie in that same kind of vein as marvel movies it wasn't it was it it felt like a really straightforward show there wasn't anything crazy there wasn't really like wandavision we had these mysteries we had to figure out what's going on this was pretty much we know what's going on besides the power broker up until the end um but for me it 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 like i said wasn't mind-blowing like wandavision was just for me personally um, but it also wasn't a horrible show. It was. It had. It had really good themes, and I. I as a whole, I really enjoyed it. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, L seven. Why don't you give me your one to five rating? Uh, I'll give it a a, a four. Um, okay. It wasn't. I agree with uh what you said. It's just like a regular Marvel. Uh content um so i wasn't like shocked or surprised with anything uh but i give it a four uh be- only because it pulled so much like uh so much um source material like it pulled for so much from the source material like the suits were accurate yes. uh who they cast uh and how uh, like the actors and how they portrayed the characters was like so accurate. Um, that's why I give it uh, like a four instead of like a three or a five. Um, um, okay. It was good. I, I enjoyed the show. I think WandaVision was a better show. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. Yeah, it was, I'll give it a four. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. And Milan, where do you rate Falcon Winter Soldier? Uh, I think that I think the tone is across the board of a four. Uh, 
I gave it a four because it showed how moving forward Marvel is gonna give us shows and that 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 that's gonna basically how basic it's gonna be. Like shot like a movie, but still have that same theatrical punch, still have that same gripping, intense moments that we want, with, but just in a shorter space. So I, I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier set the stage for what normalcy in TV with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now come to show us. And I like the direction in which it was going. Like it was six episodes. It was it, it it did what it needed to do. It kept me interested long enough to show me all the things moving forward I can or cannot expect from them. Which again, absolutely great. What they did with WandaVis, just on a shorter scale. So, you know, again, five because nothing's perfect, but four because, you know, again, it hit all the no if you wanted something to scratch your itch. That was the next thing to scratch your itch. It was another little Friday joint where you're like, okay, yeah, I need to see what's going to happen. So it, it gave me the same rush of adrenaline that WandaVision did. It still appealed to me the same way. It got me in tune to do some more research on the, the uh, U.S. and a lot of things. So four, just, just four all around. Just, it, it did what it needed. It definitely did what it needed to do. And I, I'm excited for what they've hinted, like, oh my god, yeah. All right, so we got two fours and a three. Cool, cool, cool. All right, um, well, let me ask you all this before we start talking about the the show itself. What did you expect out to see out of Falcon Winter Soldier before it came out? What did you go into the show thinking that you were gonna see? Uh, I'll go first. Um. Okay. Well, I was expecting the uh that Sam became officially Captain America. Um that you know, off the bat. I did expect um Walker to be US agent. Um mm -hmm. uh I thought I thought it was a uh gonna be like a very um and in certain aspects, it was, but I thought it would be very like political type of show. Um, and I think it okay. was in certain ways. Like you got to see like how, um, you know the vet like veterans are treated. Uh, mm -hmm. you got to see um, you know certain elements like that. Um, I I also thought that it would do with race, which it did a little bit. Um what it means to be, you know, a black man serving in America. Um, you know, the special forces and stuff like that. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, those were the things that I expected and they pretty much hit like, you know, uh in little detail on those things. So yeah, I was pleased. Okay. Cool. Caleb, what did you expect going Yeah, kinda the same as Micah. It's it mine was kind of the same thoughts as I thought it was going to be kind of the same thing. Now I did think that we were going to have, I, I, I thought that the flag, the flag smashers were going to be more throwaway, mm -hmm. which they weren't, they were more centerfold, which I didn't really expect. I expected flag smashers to be the side thing. I thought Baron Zemo was going to be more, you know, big, bad, 
Um, yeah, I, I just didn't, I didn't really picture what was going to happen, what was going to happen. And I thought U.S. Agent was also going to be, I thought that was going to be a big climactic fight with them versus him, not, you know, what, second or third to last episode. Was it the second episode they when they take the shield from him? Second yeah, to last? Fifth one. Yeah. That was the fifth yeah, one. Yeah. It was yeah. second to last. Yeah. I thought, I don't know, I, I just kind of expected more of that, but it it didn't do that, but I also kind of like what they did at the same time. Um, and I guess just, I guess that's also why I gave it a three because I, I just, I had different expectations and it just didn't meet those expectations. But I mean, it's totally fine. It's still not a bad show. It had, a, like I said, a lot of great themes that, you know, Micah talked about and uh, I, I enjoyed it for that. So. Awesome. And Milan, what did you expect going into Falcon Winter Soldier? Um, probably the same amount. Probably the same amount. I, I knew that Marvel was probably going to touch on like how soldiers think and react after the job is over with. So I, I I see where they were going with it, seeing it and then actually thinking it. Um, I thought it was going to be more buddy cop. Mm-hmm. It was not that. It was Sam understanding Jelly and, and, and Falcon understanding the peanut butter. You know, they like they were really like finding themselves and then like counter working with each other instead of like the instant need to be together to work together to solve the issue type thing. So it was a great it was a great twist in seeing the dynamic and thinking the dynamic. But overall pretty much the same. Like, yeah, flag, yeah. Uh I knew it was gonna be like a quasi group that was here to stay. Cause again, we have to keep an open mind of what they're trying to open us up to. Like there are things after Thanos that need to be resolved. It, it ain't just no snap your fingers, snap back, everybody come back hunky-dory. No, there was world issues that need to be shown, but you couldn't show on a movie scale. We're getting the, we're getting all the other crumbs from Infinity. All the questions we asked during Infinity were like, so what happens afterwards when everybody comes back? Now you're figuring out what happened. So yeah. I pretty much got my questions answered on all fronts. You know, like, okay, how does the world adjust? Because we got a hint to it in Spider-Man. But they're going in depth like, yeah, it's countries not messing with countries because it's been five years. And it was a lot of, you know, it's a lot of tensions. And it, it did a great job of showing what I thought. So, yeah, a lot of pretty much the same. Like I said, that's why I hit home. That's why I was a four for me because it delivered once again. The Marvel, again, no, 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 no qualms out of what they what they gave us for these last couple weeks at all. Okay. Cool, cool. Good stuff. Myself, real quickly, I did not expect, I expected a lot of buddy cop. Mm -hmm. Um, I expected a lot of more, a lot more comedy, a lot more buddy cop type of, you know, I can't stand you, you can't stand me, but we have to work together because our skill sets work well together because we were both, you know, Steve's best friends and, you know, Steve wanted us to work together. So we kind of have to work together and we're just going to have to work all our issues. Very in short, I was expecting superhero lethal weapon. 
without, mm. you know, that that's what I was going into with thinking yeah. I was going to see. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that that's not what we got. But they, um, they kind of also almost made it out to that. That's what it almost seemed like it was going to be when they were at the therapist and they were both yeah. talking, you know, they both sat mm. next to each other. That's kind of what it, I thought the same thing. I thought that's what it was going to be because of that scene in particular. And then it didn't do that, you know? And so it was kind of a, a little bit of a letdown in that, in that area. Well, you know, I honestly, for me, I didn't want this show to be lethal weapon or or 48 hours. Like I, that's not what I'm wanting. We, we, not that they're bad things, but we've seen, black cop white cop buddy cop movies and tv shows for since the 80s in 70s like it's been done to death so if they would have if they would have done that it would have been funny it would have been enjoyable but it's something that i would personally rate like a two because it's been done to death and you're not doing anything new they did something new here they did something that i did not expect them to do by you know, by having them be, you know, really real people, not having them be a caricature of 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 what we were seeing in the movies, but them having the uh, how veterans react, how PTSD impacts them in life, how racism impacts them in life, how you know them being you know government contracting unofficially with the government compared to dealing with the official people in the government. Um, the, a lot of very complex themes that I didn't expect Disney to tackle. Like, I I am shocked Disney tackled a lot of these themes. Um, and even with WandaVision, I was shocked that they tackled grief and self-delusion the way they did. And they continued to shock me with dealing with PTSD, dealing with race, dealing with uh, just you know, governments and the people at top looking out for their interests instead of people. Even casting, uh, you mentioned the Flag Smashers, casting revolutionaries in a sympathetic light. Uh-huh. That is not something that you normally see on an, any medium, television, you know, movies. You don't see revolutionaries um, being cast as, as potentially positive or, or misunderstood or fighting the right fight but fighting it the, right, the wrong way. Like, you don't see that. They're always cast as the terrible bad guy. No sympathy for them. Just destroy them all. They didn't have that here. So this show was completely different from my personal expectations. Um, So let's start with episodes one through three, where we have essentially our big moments are Sam giving the shield back, Bucky and him finally connecting after, after they didn't in the first episode, the, the aforementioned therapy session with them and going to see Zemo. What were your thoughts on this first half of the show and where what, what they showed, what they did, and where they set up for the second half? And let's start. Go, go, El, El, oh, El Summer doesn't <laughs> want to go first. Go ahead. Um, he, he's putting his hands up like... <laughs> Take this, take this, take, the, take this cup from me. Um, go ahead, Caleb. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to start with keep the motif of the 
and you right. guys go first. Well, as the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier hater, um, I will. No, I'm just joking. I did not hate that. I want to just make it clarify. I did not hate this show. Right, right. Just clarify, you know, before you get some three, people. Yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to all of a sudden lose all my followers here. No. Cancel culture, right? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Cancel. Watch Three. My three was more just like a neutral three. Um, I have a kind of the list of episodes pulled up here and I, I, you know, the, the first episode, I didn't really like the pacing in it. Wasn't really my favorite. Um, it was cool. They had some cool, you know, action scenes, uh, just with that, that first where, uh, you, Sam was stopping, uh, what is it? Bat, Batrock. Yeah. He was stopping him that the whole like scene was just amazing. The court, you know, the choreography, it was, it was just awesome the way he, you know, the, just the combat and stuff. Um, and then we got John Walker at the end, which was the biggest, like, hand over mouth. I hate this dude. Man. Why haven't I seen him? <laughs> hate this dude. Everyone, I think everyone saw him, except for Mark from the Infinity Bros. Everyone saw him and was like, that is not my Captain America. I don't like this Man, dude. was he that not a thing? Me. The memes were not coming out. The memes were coming out. But see, they did a great job in that aspect. They they chose someone that we could hate. And it's it's almost like why did we hate him so much? Because he was taking this role that really shouldn't have belonged to him. Um, and, and on his, I guess, side of it was he was just doing his job. I mean, they asked him to do it. And he said, if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, do you want to be Captain America? What are you going to say? No. You know, he's doing what the government asked him to do. Um, now, the way he, as we go on, the way he carried himself wasn't at all how Captain America should carry himself going on to like the, you know, several episodes in, you know, uh, he just being super aggressive with Sam and, and Bucky. And we, let's just jump to the second episode. Um, we get to, we get to see Helmont Zemo, which was really cool. It was really cool to see them bring back because I did not like his character in civil war. I know everybody liked, they loved seeing Zemo. They loved how he manipulated it. I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I don't. I, I feel like they didn't utilize him enough in that show, or in that excuse me, in that movie. Where in the show, we got to see kind of more of his personality, which was really neat. Um, and then we also got to meet Isaiah Bradley, and we found out how the government is doing. Uh, did these things on you know? The, I think that's when we start playing into race, and with the whole Isaiah Bradley thing, he was imprisoned, and we we, we start to see that kind of. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the racial tension um, that the that America has. Um, going on to the uh, third, we, we jumped on the third episode uh, with the uh, the flag smashers. Um, who we get that really hilarious kind of uh, scene with Zemo escaping, where he's you know he's saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna break Zemo out," and all of a sudden Zemo's standing there, uh, <laughs> which was really funny and then we get to bring back a recurring character sharon um so that that was really fun to see her again to come back into the marvel cinematic universe because i kind of feel like she was uh so far utilized she was just kind of thrown away she was one of those marvel throwaway characters which i don't i hate when marvel does that like i want to these you bring characters into our lives and then you just kind of rip them away and we don't really know what happens um so it's really cool to see that the government didn't pardon her you know, and she's she's a little bitter by it. Um, and so, yeah. And then we got the Dora, Dora Milaje 
they came in and did that awesome fight scene. That was that was awesome. We got uh, to hear a little bit more about Wakanda, you know, and uh, I just I enjoyed it. I, I the first the first couple episodes I I actually really liked. I, I thought they were really interesting how they presented um, some of the themes. They kind of introduced some of those themes. Like I said, the pacing on the first episode not my favorite, but um, otherwise the the other two were I I thought they were pretty good. So that was a big mouthful. No, that's, that's, <laughs> All place. that's my that's scattered brain my adhd dyslexia <laughs> scattered brain so no that's exactly what we asked for no it's all good thank you thank you yeah that was great uh l7 what were your thoughts on the first uh, three episodes i liked um i like how they did bring back like he was saying uh characters we got to see uh baytrot uh in the first episode um, you know, mm-hmm. that was a call back to uh, Winter Soldier, so we got to see him. Uh, I like that. I like that we got to see uh, Rhodey in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you know, because he's in that yes. circle too. You know, he he's a what is he a Marine? I'm like he's a Marine. No, he's in Air Force. Air Force. Was Rhodey Air Force? Yeah, he's in Air Force. That's right. Air Force. Yeah, I should know him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They were they were they were yeah, both yeah. Air Force, yeah. Sam yeah. and yeah. so Air Force. Uh, he's in that circle as as well. So it only makes sense that he would, you know, be uh, at that uh, I guess press conference or whatever. Um, so I did like mm-hmm. that. Um, I liked uh, how it showed uh, where uh, Bucky was. Like, so he's he's. Yeah. Uh, basically a civilian he's never been a civilian really you know what i mean yeah we hasn't and been a civilian years, for like you know 90 I mean? years <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's been a long years. time so um him kind of dealing with that like just uh dealing with everyday life um you know going on a date and stuff like that so um i you know i like that um i hated john walker like right when i seen his face <laughs> Like I wanted to punch him. <laughs> poor, poor Wyatt Russell. Yeah, I mean, it, not, not that man did him. nothing wrong to y'all. Hates that man, man nope. did nothing wrong to y'all. Like, was, like I'm saying, he was doing, he was doing his job. He was he doing did his job. That, that's what they asked him to do, so he I did it. Did man. his job. You all. To be ashamed like of yourself. The man's been Joffrey. Like he's gonna have to like hide for years before he can come out into the public. <laughs> oh, have mercy! Actor, like, I just the character. Like I could it. Like I just wanted to punch him in the face. Um, but that was good. Like like they cast a perfect person to do like to make you yeah. feel mm-hmm. like that. Um, so so yes. that was amazing. Um, I love Zemo. Um, I loved Zemo. Uh. We got to see the layers of Zemo. He's not just some villain. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he, he, uh, he, he likes music. He's rich. Yeah. The dancing, <laughs> dancing Zemo. <laughs> you got to see the Zemo shuffle. Yeah, that, that, you got to see the Zemo shuffle. Like he danced for like one point nine seconds, and then did you? Man, did you guys? And then there's ten hours of Zemo. Yeah. Like, how do you have ten hours yes. of two seconds in a loop? Put that really? out. 
it is the greatest thing ever. He's multi. It's so great. He just wants to. His philosophy makes sense. Like he doesn't believe there should be power powered beings because power corrupts. And you know I can understand his position. He may he may go about it wrongly, but like you know I understand what he means. Um, yeah. And so uh, I like the the first Isaiah man Isaiah Brad. I can't believe it's a good they character actually went there. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I, I'm I still can't shocked. believe they did it. Like I can't believe they did it. Um, and it was it's so it's it's so good source material. Um, that they use, uh, they use that character, and it sets up for um, other things because his grandson. If you read comics, he's a, a superhero as well. He's part of the Young Avengers, um, and so um, just amazing, amazing uh, first three episodes. All right, Milan. <sighs> I was torn on the confliction that Sam had when Infinity at the in the end game mm-hmm. he was all happy to get the shield. So I was like, well, where was that enthusiasm when you said thank you when you got it? If you really didn't want it and if you really didn't want to be bothered with it, why did you say thank you like okay, I'm ready for this? So I didn't understand the confliction between the mm-hmm. end to end game and to the start of this. Because my thinking was this, if you were that conflicted on your on your race being a thing and all of this woo wop the dam, then you wouldn't have took the shield in the first woo wop the dam. Like it that that was the only thing that I couldn't wrap my mind up because it infuriated me when he put it in the Smithsonian. And I'm like, bro. I'm the same color as you. If you don't put that shit on and get out there, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? We, 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 we excuse me, Buffalo soldiers, we done went through all of this good jazz to get to this point, and it done been a blip and a half for you, and you can come back and change, and you, you put that thing in the museum, and you don't put it on, put it on. And then when Rhodey was literally saying the same thing, like, are you tweaking? Or are you on some type of drug? Like, why is you putting this up? Like, he gave it to you. Like, he didn't say, oh, when I'm gone, go put this in the Smithsonian for people to look at. No, take this. Get to work. Why are you not taking this and going to work? He ain't get the signals at all. And I'm like, bro, you got your own man of color and power and position telling you, you sure you made the right decision? Like, you... Really sure, like you know how you got that one friend that'll just tolerate your BS up until a certain point, and like oh, you really finna get this tattoo, like you 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 really finna get this tattoo right here, like you don't want to think about this just a little bit more. So, and I love that dynamic, and I love how Rody seen the bigger picture and was like, make this push for change now. Don't. Don't leave this in the hands of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, when they went into more in depth about like Bucky, oh my God, that poor baby! Like <laughs> that poor baby. 
Like, he's literally telling the doc, like, I'm sorry I'm not good at being social, love. I've been a weapon forever. Like, I got to cool it in Wakanda. But then, you know, aliens came and shot at Wakanda. And then now I'm back here kicking it and cooling it. Like, I'm sorry. They never turned me off. I don't know how to chill. <laughs> I don't know how to chill. And um, for, from a veteran's perspective, it was like he was preaching to the choir. It's like, it's not easy for you to take a person that's always been on the go for service and for country, whether it be for Hydra or whether it be for S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you tell them they can stop when all you've done to tell them to stop is put them on freeze or put their brain in a blender because they ain't acting right. Mm -hmm. He don't have none of that. So now he's got to reconform. So that was that was absolutely great. I loved how we seen um, how ignorant people can be, whether you're rich and famous. Like people have misconceptions about everybody. Like the man thought just because he was the Avenger, he's like, oh, you, you got it. Like, why are you here? Like, he's like, if I was in a rich Avenger like Tony Stark, I wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, mm -hmm. I should charge you for the selfie you just took with me, 11000 You know how much is that? How much is that long? Yeah, that's exactly that's what the selfie. Uh, that's the selfie. You want a selfie? Then uh, I'm, I'm going to need that money. My family has done business with you for generations, and you're you're literally telling me no. And my family has done business with you for generations. Like I loved how there was an eye opening on all uncomfortable conversations, just in a hero format. Like everybody has wondered for years how superheroes get paid. You just found out goodwill. Like oh. <laughs> Also, oh, there's no direct deposit on Thursday from Tony Stark. Like, ding, ding, good job. Oh, y'all, oh, oh, yeah, okay. You have to think in Civil War, Falcon was on Captain America's side, and Cap ain't got no money. He ain't got no, no bread. bread. <laughs> he ain't got, got no bread. bread. He fought a but a broken. <laughs> Tony got the bread. He fought for a broke cause. Tony, and remember, they, they were on the run. That's right. They were on the run. I want to see the scene. I want to see the scene where 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 uh a couple of the Avengers like uh like uh Steve is at is at Tony's uh he's at he's at the Avengers mansion. He's open up the fridge. He's like stuffing his pockets full of food, deli meat, taking some bread out the cabinets, putting bread in his pockets. They don't pay me. Canned goods, stuffing canned right, goods. Like get the wings out. Yeah, the wings scoop up. Yeah, everything is getting utilized. We're gone. They told me great party, bro. Great, great party. For real. Like, 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 like Tony gave them all a, a, a start credit card that they could just use and, and charge whatever. Like, it ain't worked that way. Which, yep. is, which, which again, um, L7 made the point earlier uh, with the expectation as far as how, how much – this this show of all the Marvel of all the MCU created stuff pulls the most from and is the most source material accurate. They have not been as comic accurate in anything else that they had in this show, and it's extremely comic accurate for a lot of these casts to be broke. We know we all know how broke Spider Man is. Dude's taking pictures of himself so he can pay bills, and he barely pays bills. Um. <laughs> Oh God! You know, and even though they changed Sam's yep. background 
um, probably because Anthony Mackey's from New Orleans, uh, to being a Southern boy instead of being from Harlem. Um, mm. But comic, the comic Sam and MCU Sam, broke. both broke. They broke. Just broke brothers. Sam is a broke dude from Harlem in the comics and for some reason runs for political office and broke. still broke in Harlem. Like, he ain't got no money. Uh, the only people really with money, and Hawkeye ain't no rich dude. Um, okay, you know, right, he, he live on a farm, secluded. Uh, they have no money. She was just, you know, funded by the government. Like most of these cats, except for Stark, they they ain't got money. So when they're out dealing with real life things, that you know, they they struggle. They 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 need some. They need help. They need some help. Things they need, happen. They need that they they need just, some help. Stimmy. Yeah, they, yeah, they, oh, they, God, they looking for, look, they be at home talking about some, I wish I get the stimmy too. Yep. He goes, can I get some of that Wakanda stimmy? I tell you oh, now, I tell you now, that man would love to just change and go back to Wakanda and stay oh, yeah? there forever. Oh, oh. Oh, we there. There was they did it. There, there was something going on with him and yeah, yeah. There, there oh yeah, she deprogrammed him. Yeah, she know everything about him. Oh. Yes, and I love that. Then he loved him. Then he wanted him some Sarah. You see it like oh. Man. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. Look, you seen him in the last episode. He played with the like, yeah, I'm good with kid. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a murder bot. No, I'm not. I'm not a murder bot at all. No, I don't do that no more. No, it's okay. It's not. It's not gonna wear out at all. This is my brain. Yeah, I'm from Wakanda. Yeah, I lost it when Sam was like, "Stay away from my sister. Stop flirting with my sister." Wasn't it perfect? Stay away from my sister. Stay away from my sister. Like, don't, don't be smiling. Don't be smiling at my sister. Like, right, 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 right. Hey, 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 what you here for? What you here for? What you, you lost? Snowflake, you lost? What you, what you here for? What are you here for? You, you didn't come here just to drop this box off. What what you, you see how he said, like, well, I got to go to the hotel and, you know, for a couple, you want to spend the night? Well, yeah. you, you see, but, but see, that was, that was such, Oh, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but let, let's oh. before we go. Before we go there, um, I want to respond to your 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 all your thoughts um, to mm. you, Milan, on what was in his mind because that that's that's a that's a point of view I had considered. Because um, to me, he was pretty consistent. He yes, he was excited that Sam uh, that Sam was excited that Steve gave him the shield. But he was pretty consistent in that he it did not feel like it belonged to him. It felt like it was Steve handing him the shield. But also, sometimes you get handed something of immense responsibility, and you are and you're excited because what you're like, like I'll I'll equate it. It's not the same, but as as a parent, when the doctor puts that newborn child in your hands, you are excited. You have just a plethora of feelings going through you. And and you just you couldn't feel better, but then after some time, the weight of the responsibility that you have to bear that child, to raise that child, to teach that child right from wrong, to care for it, feed it, clean it, clothe it, um, you know, pray over it, be you know, be its father. A lot of unfortunately, some people can't take that pressure. Some people and they leave. Some people can't handle it. So I, I looked at that as 
He was excited to get it. He went home, and then he started to process what was in his hands. He started to think about what, what that symbol was, what it meant. What did it mean to him? What did it mean to him as a black man? What did it mean to him as a soldier? What did it mean to him as an Avenger, as a friend? And was like, you know, this and that still doesn't feel like it's mine. Like, I'm, like he said to himself, I'm holding Steve Shield. And for him, and I understand his, his point of view, because for him, it wasn't about all about because he was black. It was because it was Steve's. And he felt Steve was the only one worthy of carrying that shield. So yeah. that's why he gave it to the Smithsonian. Because if it was about him being black, he probably he wouldn't have held on to it for six months. He'd have just been like, nah, like this, Steve, you keep it, give it to Bucky. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would have been different. But he, 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 he took time and pondered over it. You can tell it wasn't an easy decision, but he did what he was thought was the right thing. Because in his mind, no one else was worthy to carry that shield but Steve. Um, Isaiah Bradley. Like, mm, like mm. you said, L7, I am still shocked that they put this story on screen. And pickups to Disney for getting the great Carl Lumbly to play Isaiah. I, I couldn't have cast a better person to play Isaiah Bradley than Carl Lumley. Like, he's a fantastic... I don't know if you've ever seen the show, Caleb, um, the show from the 90s called Mantis. Man. Ever heard of Mantis from, on, from Fox? I've, I've never heard of it. Okay. In short, mm. Mantis is was starred by star Carl Lumley, but Carl Lumley played one of the early black superheroes on TV. Mm-hmm. And Mantis was a scientist who got shot in the back during a riot. He was a scientist... Um, and he created an exoskeleton so that he could walk. He got paralyzed from the bullet in his back, and he used his power from this exoskeleton to become a superhero called Mantis. Um, so Carl Lumbly is an actually great movie in, in, in for in black television. So to see him as Isaiah Bradley, who was like the black hero OG in Marvel Comics, was just. Right, it kind of ties some things together for us. Right, it's like they, it's like they seen. So seeing him was like, it it was, it was a huge moment, and I encourage anyone listening um, to get understanding on the Isaiah Bradley effect within Black heroes in the Marvel universe. Check out the uh, Black Panther issue. I'll put the actual issue number in the um, in the show notes, but. Uh, Black Panther, Storm Wedding. Yes. Uh, Isaiah Bradley appears. Yes. Falcon, Falcon wheels um, Isaiah Bradley in. To, and no one knew he was going to be there. And all mm-hmm. the black heroes are like, oh my God, it's, it's him. Because in the comics, he's like he's an here. urban legend. Like, people don't really think yes. that he exists. Uh, but, existed. And like, a lot of the yes. white people, a lot of the white heroes haven't even heard of him. Like, Wolverine, who's been around yes. for forever, hadn't even heard of the him. The black characters, they so, know, like, he's real. And so for him, yeah. for them to to do that, um, he he has. Uh, there's also the issue: uh, truth, red, 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 white, and black. Red, white, and black. Yeah, yeah that's a series, and I definitely encourage yeah. anyone. And that's where this, and that's where, um, especially episode yes. five, pulled so much from truth, oh, oh, red, so white, much. and black. I definitely encourage you if you haven't read it in any comic book readers, 
read that series because it is the full Isaiah Bradley story, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Truth, Red, White, and Black. Came mm-hmm. out, I want to say, 2013, yeah. I think, is when it came out. I'm going to have to check that out. It's excellent. Yeah, no, it is a good read. Oh, it's a very good read. So, yeah. so they, them having him on there and using Carl Lumley, fantastic. And then you mentioned um, the you know seeing Eli Bradley, which, again, Marvel is doing a great job in setting up the Young yeah. Avengers because we saw Cassie Lang in the Ant-Man movies. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she is Stinger in the Young Avengers. We saw Wiccan in Speed in WandaVision. Now we've seen Eli Bradley, who is the leader of the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. Patriot. And I'm assuming that he'll probably get, and they kept mentioning his blood, and I think he'll get his powers through the blood transfusion. He'll probably end up in a car accident or something and have to get the blood transfusion from mm-hmm. Isaiah. And then we know that they casted Kate Bishop for the Hawkeye series, so we know we're going to get Kate Bishop. So they are really, they've been stacking up for the Young Avengers for a while, like, and they're doing it amazingly well. Like, Eli didn't have to talk much. He had to say nothing. He was just there. Yeah, but he was there. <laughs> he, 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 he was just he there. Well. Ready to go. But, but but he's there, yeah. and now people have seen him. So when they pull him back, and they pull Cassie Lang back in, and they they saw Wicked in Speed, they'll be like, oh, I know him. I remember him. I remember her. And it's just it's just going to click, especially with however they introduced Kang. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was masterful, masterful work. And then the writing in this, um, because Caleb, you mentioned as far as like, uh, you know, some of the the, the race uh, themes that have been here. Yeah. The, you know, the 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 scene right after they leave, uh, Isaiah Bradley and, and the cops show up. All the police. Um, yeah. Just. It it was it was. So I, I've seen that happen so many times, IRL. Like it's 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 so common that that it, that occurs, and it reminds it reminds me of. I said this. I know you probably heard on the Infinity Bros podcast, but I'll say it again because it's a great example. Um, Stephen A. Smith of ESPN has a very similar story where he got pulled over, the cops are harassing him, and one of them recognized him and like, hey, bro, that's Stephen A. Smith, and all of a sudden everything immediately changed. It was, oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Mr. Smith. And same thing with Sam. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Wilson. I realized it was you. And no, recognize me. That's the glasses, Avenger. dude. Um, you know, oh, you're an Avenger. <laughs> okay, well, then, you know, it's no big deal now. And, you know, Bucky's sitting there like, we're cool. No, no, dude, we're, we're okay. He's not bothering me. Again, they're, that's, that's, that's just, unfortunately, something that a lot of us and have had to deal with mm-hmm. in, in some way or another. And they, they, in Disney fleshing that out and portraying that in a superhero movie, just completely, I mean, superhero TV show uh-huh. completely unexpected and extremely well done. Now I'll tell you this, Matt, kind of going along with that. It's, it's one of those things. Look, I'm a white guy. I don't, I don't know about that. That's something it's never happened to me. That's something that never really happened to any of my white friends that we just, that, that doesn't happen. And to see that perspective is eye opening, you know, cause we, you hear about that stuff. I mean, you hear, you hear about all these things happening, all these killings happening and, and it's absolutely disgusting. And I, you know, I hate that. That's, that's awful, but I don't, 
I'm I'm not harassed by the police. I'm not usually, you know, if I'm walking by, they're not going to do that to me. Uh, and that's very unfortunate. You know, we're all people that shouldn't happen. And and I I really hope Disney putting that in there. I, I really hope that's eye opening to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. maybe they see that and they're like, wow, this actually happens. And this is it kind of it gives a it gives a perspective that we don't normally get to see. And a lot of media. I, I tell you, I tell you, and that's and that's a great point. I'll tell you what's really yeah. um, interesting about this happening and why it's significant. Because Milan in in L seven and other black men, they can tell you that like obviously they, this is something that happens IRL, but it's also something that has been depicted in media for a while. But when, generally, when it happens in media, it's on black TV shows. So. Yeah a lot of white America is not seeing it. You know, the Cosby show showed it to you. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air showed it. Uh, you know, Family Matters. Um, you know, what's happening, like, you know, black, big black TV shows and movies depicted it. But, I mean, there are a bunch of black TV shows I can tell, say that depicted police brutality and violence and such, and I'll go to the average white person, they've never even heard the show outside of like the big ones like the family matters or fresh yeah. prince or cosby a lot of the shows they they haven't heard of they they they, they weren't watching um you know uh, they weren't watching 227 the in the 80s they were watching family <laughs> they were watching they, they were watching family ties yeah. or they were watching <laughs> growing pains yeah you know they they, they they were watching other stuff you know so disney not being you know, a black-owned company or, or a black media outlet displaying this to, and honestly, taking a risk because they're risking yeah. alienating a lot of their their demographic by putting out what you know detractors mm-hmm. would call woke content um, or race baiting. So for them to just you know to depict this and tell Isaiah Bradley's story. It's, it's it's huge. Yeah, it is. It's definitely yeah. eye opening. I mean, it really. I mean, it really is. And I, I think that's. I think it's a good thing. I, I really applaud Disney for doing that and putting these kind of stories because it needs to be said. It's it's true. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. what was was interesting is is that these are issues that they that go on in comic books all the time. Like what we what we're seeing on the big screen, we see in comics all the time. So it's just now getting to the point where the media has gotten soft to the point where now they that that type of media can be shown to mm-hmm. a large mass because everybody's yeah. not reading comic books, so right. everybody don't know. The oh, yeah, civil sure. rights movement, right? The civil rights movement was based off the mutants and and all of that. They don't know where Stan Lee's mindset was that came about all these great things. They just know Spider Man and all. They but they don't know the real reason why some of these characters came about in the years yeah. that they came about and all. So now we're getting to a point where we're seeing where some of Stan Lee's thoughts were when these storylines and stuff were being created. And it just so happened to tie in into the thing that they were talking about. That the Tuskegee experience, 
Of course, of course, of course, all black culture knows about the Tuskegee experiments. And not a lot of white America and the rest of the team. Right. Didn't nobody else know. Nobody else really care. Nobody else really sympathize. But now they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's talking about a super serum, but they were doing some real whacked out stuff to us back in the service all the time. Yeah, they just we weren't talking about it. So now it's getting to a point where now Marvel can throw these things out like, hey, wake up. We can make stuff entertaining. But hey, there's still real issues that need to be. The Avengers ain't a a blonde haired blue eyed experiment. It was founded by a black man with an iPad. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of diversity going around up through here. You should have seen it. When Samuel Jackson stepped up and played Nick Fear, you should have instantly known, yeah, there's going to be some color all up through here. There's going to be some diversity <laughs> all up and through here. That was yeah. such a great, it was such a great casting choice. I can't I can't and see he, anyone else in that role. It's he plays it so well. Get, I love it. And now look what the young Avengers is gonna be made up of. All types. And we may even get Miles Morales. It, like Oh, I love to we, see we Miles can Morales. Only, we can only hope. I would well, love you it. Were gonna, you were about to say something else. No, I was going to say uh, that's uh, how these shows are showing certain issues. But I think Marvel has done that since the like the comics since the since the beginning. And I was going to mention mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. the Tuskegee experiments. The whole Isaiah mm-hmm. uh, story is reflective on the Tuskegee experiments. If um, you know, if people who don't know that um, that are listening. Um, and so it does a great Marvel does a great job of reflecting yeah. um, real life events and putting it yeah. into like uh, a medium where you can uh, be entertained, but also informed uh, and learn mm-hmm. from something. In a in a big medium yeah. too. I mean, yeah, because yeah. people yeah, are watching, everybody's watching these yeah. shows, and that's once again going back over here. There, I know that I'm ignorant on a lot of things when it comes to black culture and, and things that black people went through because it's just not – I don't want to say I was raised in a home that was any kind of you know racist or anything like that. I was just raised in a home that we just kind of did our own thing and it was it just, just whatever. Yeah, I just exposed. wasn't exposed to that kind of thing. And a lot of people are. It's not It's not really – you know. and now as I've gotten older, I've tried to learn more. You know, just to inform myself because I want to know and I, I, I want to help, you know, support people of color that are abused by other people. I don't think it's right at all, you know, and I just I just going back to it. I just love how this show, once again, this huge medium is kind of pulling back the curtain on some of those things that probably some of these white families just don't have really never talked about, you know, even with watching with kids, you know, I'm, I'm sure tons of families watch these shows with kids and you hopefully the kids are at that age where they can ask questions and stuff like, Hey, why, what, what's that happening? What's that about? I didn't really get that when I was a kid, you know, I didn't get a cool superhero movie that I can ask questions about like, Hey, why is, why is he being treated like that? Like, why is that cop doing that? You know? So I, I don't know. I just, I really, once again, applaud Disney for that. I think it's, it's, it's great. It's a great thing that they're doing. And I hope they, I hope they continue to add diversity 
um, going forward with future Marvel movies. I want to see more, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to some of these other, you know, like blade Man. is one that I'm like, Miss Marvel, super yeah. looking for Miss Marvel. Like all these, even the Eternals has different races, yeah. you know, yeah. different races and stuff. And I'm, Very I'm pleasant. really, really interested in seeing how Disney Shang-Chi? does that, you know, Shang-Chi. Yes, oh, yes. yes. Uh, yo, that's Sean T. <laughs> nice, guys, nice, guys. Y'all could y'all could pull away my geek card, and and I haven't seen the trailer oh, yet. My God. You haven't seen it. You just you just take away Do my. I want to see it. Favor. I know. It's okay. I didn't want to see it either <laughs> because because no because trailers nowadays they give away too much. Yep. So I yeah, didn't want to see it. But it, yeah. I, I came across it in my timeline, and it auto played, and I couldn't turn away. <laughs> <laughs> I just I so do it. I know I this is a turn away. I know this is a Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast here, but I really am. I'm really hoping they do the Mandarin right they, in Shang Chi. Oh, oh yeah, because I think so. Iron Man three, Iron Man three, just yeah. Cool. That was, that was trash. That was some. That was some trash. That was a dumpster yeah, you fire. You're moving thing like you. You're kidding me, right? You're, no, not my Mandarin. Not my Mandarin. Not my Mandarin. Not my Mandarin. All right, we're we're as we bridge into the second half of the episode. Um, I'm going to drop a little bit more on um, setup here. That I think was fantastic, I, and I think this—I think they did on some purpose, and maybe I'm reading too far into it. Um, but they, there is a storyline within the comics with Battlestar. Uh, Battlestar—he doesn't have a lot of fans, um, and, under, and, and understandably so, um, because one, John, no one likes John Walker, and you're not supposed to like. That's that's one and again credit to Wyatt Russell for playing the role so well, but anyone who reads the comics, nobody likes U.S. Nobody, <laughs> even though he's a hero and he's a West Coast Avenger, it's like you're not supposed to like the guy. The guy is a massive yeah. jerk. Like you're not supposed to like this guy. Duh. And I, I thought they were gonna go. I mean, I, honestly, I thought he was gonna start off as a super soldier like in the comics, and he was gonna be super patriot. But I think that was going to be going too, too political, even though it predates current times. But Super Patriot was pretty much MAGA Captain America, and I thought they were going to go with that route, but they didn't. Um, and I think I understand why. But Battlestar is key because Battlestar was, uh, when they made John Walker Captain America, he was his Bucky. He was his psychic. He went by Bucky, changed it to Battlestar because calling black men buck is a, is a racist thing that's they called black males in the slave trade they called them bucks so marvel people told marvel that, about that and they were like oh yeah. uh we didn't know that we will change the name so they changed the battle star um but uh man i want to say three years ago they had an arc with battle star where the new u.s agent who replaced walker um got into a skirmish with battle star because uh essentially battle star is He's the generalization of black folk who tow, who are happy to be at the feet of white people, at the feet of we white call, supremacy. We call them a uh, um, servant of C. We, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> but we. Are, but I don't. I, I didn't ask the term. I don't like to use. So, um, 
But but uh, we would you know, I guess the the the, the most acceptable. The term I would use, and I don't like to use the term much because um, black in you know, black folk were not a monolith, but we would call he's a he's a sellout for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. You know he 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 will he will do he will help the white man before helping his own man. So in this arc, the new U.S. agent who happens to be black and him get into a fight, and he's being Battlestar's being admonished because he was taller than Walker, faster than Walker, smarter than Walker. Um, tested better than Walker, yet he let Walker let them make Walker Captain America when they should have made Lamar Captain America, um, and they showed that very subtly in this show. Even from the beginning, when Walker is in the locker room, he's looking at the uniform, and after his wife leaves, Lamar comes in and they're talking, and he's like, "I just want to get to the." He's all, ah, "I've been." Glad, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies and meeting with senators. And I, he's like, I just want to get to the job. Lamar's like, brother, this is the job. He understood what, and remember, and at the end, Walker's like, they don't understand what it means to be Captain America. Lamar understood what it meant to be Captain America. Later on, you see them out raiding the, the place that Carly was in Germany or whatever, and He's, you know, he's, uh, Walker's yelling at the guy. He's like, Lamar, I need a translator. Lamar speaks multiple languages. Mm-hmm. Lamar is brighter. He understood concepts more. When Sam wanted to talk down Carly, Walker's like, no, no, no. And Lamar's like, hold on, John. We can talk her down. It might be work out better for us. Like, throughout, just very subtly, they, they, they wove in the fact that Lamar Probably should have been the one the government picked. Yeah, to be Captain America, yeah, and I, not I John guess. Walker. And then he ended up paying, and he ended up paying the ultimate price for not stepping up into and put it and go and trying to get into the position where he probably should have been. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, it was, and for, and then that was one. That was another thing that just like I was like, wow, like. They're telling that story without overtly telling that story, mm-hmm. because only only people who've read that book would put that connection together. And I was just like, "Wow, Disney! Like, I did not see you throwing that curveball at me at all." And then bridging into episodes um, four or five and six here, the PTSD part—I did not think that was going to be a, a big part of the show, but it really, really started to come forth in the the second half of of the series what to just tell tell me where you know the mental health therapy portion um of the show coming to light how did that affect you as you as you watched these episodes i'll go to you milan as uh our resident serviceman here um well, I mean, for one, you know, I tell people when we when we have these type of conversations, I tell people PTSD is not just a soldier thing. I try to erase all the stigmas. Like, if you've ever been if if you've ever been through anything traumatic, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't really like like that circumstance or condition or feeling, then you've got some you got some post traumatic stress in you. Okay, love you ain't always got to shoot a bullet. You know, be considered crazy in that attitude. Um, to see like 
Disney like break it down and make it digestible and make it a medium friendly open space to where like, hey, we want you all to know these superpower individuals and non-superpowered individuals and semi-superpowered individuals, they've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. They've been this not just no go home, lay down, kick it with the fam. No, some of these people are like literally torn because one, there's no more action on that type of scale. Two, some people are now decommissioned. Some people are pardoned. Like there's a lot of things going on. So it's great that they show what what affects superheroes, like getting down to the meat and potatoes, like. The Winter Soldier was to the point where he was like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we've all been in that spot where we, like, me personally, my brother, like, Lily had to re-remind me, like, you you were just, you know, a tool for the government. You're not that anymore. Like, you're not that person, you know. And to see how it's not easy for a person to just readjust when the whole world just thinks it's so easy for you to readjust. Like Mm -hmm. you've been taken out of one comfort zone, putting into a different environment then plucked back out for him, 90 years and a bunch of cryo freezes in between. And now you're telling him he can just sit back and cool it when he's got a book full of people. He doesn't even know how to say sorry to like Sam had to tell him you're not, you're avenging my guy. You're not a pilot. You're not, you're not you're, making amends. You're, going, you're, avenging. you're not making amends. You're just avenging. Like, did you see how he disabled the car just to, yeah, that would scare you. Like, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You even knocked out my boyfriend. Like what, what are you trying to, you just did all that to tell me you're not the winter soldier anymore. And then the cops still pull up. Like, <laughs> still pull up afterwards like well, that, I think fan, it was great a fantastic point you made because about the adjustment especially because uh, probably people didn't realize but like his apartment was bare he had that sleeping chair he had a lamp and he was sleeping on the floor he was sleeping yeah. on the floor yeah. like he is not comfortable adjusting to civilian life at all one day and he was out the door she asked him how old he was, 106. And the next time she turned around, he's at the door. He, yeah, I can't do that. It was <laughs> it was actually also one of the things I found most interesting about Bucky was the was his identity crisis. He didn't really know, you know, after after fighting for so many years, he didn't know who he was. And one of the lines that really, I mean, stood out to me, it was almost like, whoa, um, was when he was talking with Sam and he said, you know, if you aren't Captain America, what is, you know, he, if, if Steve was wrong about you, he was wrong about me. He's wrong about me. And that was just like, holy crap. Like he's really, you could see like the just pain in, in his eyes, you know, right there. Cause he was like, well, what, what is supposed to be my purpose? How, how do I, how am I supposed to be good after doing all these things? And, you know, he spends all this time in anguish and, um, befriending the the old man of the you know he killed his son Sorry. yeah yeah and and just kind of I, I like kind of the, the little bit of the resolution they gave him towards the end he gives the book away and he just kind of comes out of that a little bit and um, I'm actually really interested to see you know what they do with his character going forward I, I think he's supposed to be in more mm-hmm. movies or shows or whatever and I'd, I'd love to see more of all right now he's kind of moving 
still, still, you know, he probably still has a lot to work out, but is he going back to Wakanda? What's going on with him? You know, what's, what's going to be happening with this character? So. Well, he's steady getting to, favors from Wakanda, right? Like, he's he, he a little too plugged. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed? Like, he's just a little too plugged with Wakanda. Hey, I need another favor. Like, hey, hey like, whoa, 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 whoa. You get vibranium back to, suits, vibranium <laughs> He He's going back to, what, let's face it. He's, going, going, on? he's going back to New Orleans. He's going back to New Orleans. He's he's, he's hooking up with uh, Sam's sister. That's what's happening. I happening. Only because Io ain't gonna let that happen. <laughs> and ain't, ain't nobody taking out Io. So the, the, she took that man arm off, right? Remember, she she know things about him. She know she know a lot of things about him. Remember what Io said. The Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever they find themselves. So I believe Io has put jurisdiction on Bucky. Anybody else getting there? Took that man off. She said, uh, 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 uh. no games. Did you know he could do that? No. <laughs> the look of shock. I, I didn't. Let's, let's talk about that fight. Let's talk about the Dora take trying to take Zemo. That was a fantastic sequence. It was incredible. Oh it was yeah, incredible because Walker yeah. got jumped, and I love I love oh. I love watching that. Oh, I loved it. And not only that, it, every it, moment it embarrassed him, too. It completely, he was embarrassed. He took his ego. He had a... He was shocked that yep. he got beat up that bad, and they didn't have powers. You know, what, you know what's crazy about that? Is that even in that scene, they were showing how Battlestar is better than him because Battlestar was fighting two of them, and Walker was getting washed by Io by, by herself. Yep. Man. Yep. Man. And, and, and Lamar, it took two of them to get Lamar down. And Io had, had Walker on his knees in, in complete shock. Begging for seat, Marcus. <laughs> then took the shit. You didn't see the last part. Took the shit. We're not no, here for that. Give him that. Ah, take them. Did you see shit? Ah, take, take this frisbee, boy. Y'all play with me. Y'all want? See, Lily had to tell her. We're not here for that. Yeah, just like a kid. Give the boy back his little toy. Take it to her. I was gonna have a told me right. She, she should have said, "This is ours anyways." Let's take. Man, keep it and keep it. That's all he has. He's just a man with a toy. Just keep it. Oh, it was awesome. It was it was absolutely awesome. And then he was like, "We have to help." No, we don't. That's it. He specifically told him, you don't want that smoke in your life. Why would you go itching towards that smoke light? That was John, you don't want to do that. You do not want to do it. You might want to fight Bucky, you know, the super soldier. Before, before you, you take them all. You might. You don't want to fight the Dora Milaje. Trust me. Those sisters not for none. But he put his hand on her. That's all it took. That's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. What That's a fool. all it took. What a fool. Everybody was like, oh, there you go. There you go, right? You don't know that. Didn't your mom ever tell you? You don't put your hands on people you don't know. But the arrogance that he had, like, 
Wyatt Russell does a great job of just exhibiting that no. that arrogance of the character of Walker. And he put his hand on him, and that's the last thing he wanted to do. Because, you know, that vibrating spear came out, clock, clock. Boing. Knocked him. Knocked him. Knocked him. And, and Bucky, Dong. looking strong, John, that was just great. <laughs> I wouldn't have got involved personally. Like Sam, I'd have told him, "Nah, bro." But he got cool. involved because Sam's always doing the right thing. Uh-huh. It was the right thing to keep them from killing them. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You walked into that can of worms. You get the worms that come out the can. He didn't deserve to die because he was fool enough to put his hand on Io's shoulder. He deserved the butt whooping. He deserved to die for it. You throw that shield like you cap. You get the you get the hits that come with the shield like cap. Like man, everything ain't stars and stripes. He started to understand that. Like just because you had that shield, that don't mean you that man at all. No, he ain't that dude. And they they totally showed him that he ain't not that dude. Oh yeah, not that dude. The, the, the choreography of of, of all. Oh my goodness, it was so oh, serious. Yeah. Was fantastic. Um, you can see why they had a hundred fifty hundred fifty million dollar budget. Yeah. You saw where the money went um, in the fight choreography, even from episode one, um, with all the flying scenes mm-hmm. and the stunts. The aerodynamics like to that. that to the fight with the Dora, um, and then obviously the fight in in the beginning and the way they kicked off, like ending episode four the way they did, and then going right into the fight with Walker beginning in episode five. That that fight, the way that Sam was just like, I don't know, he was just gliding through that whole thing. I mean, using his wings, using using the shield. I mean, he was he was moving. He was pretty fluid with his motions. He was using his little jet pack, flinging him around. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. And the way they I did love Sam's uh, uh, swing thing at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... And then the break in the when they broke his arm, like I did not think they was gonna show that. Like yeah. they just they showed it. I was like, oh, oh. That's one way to take I it love off. Bucky, <laughs> I, love, I, I love Bucky's enthusiasm when John was like, You don't want to do this. Bucky, like, yes, we do. Bro, I've been wanting to take this joint since episode two, bro. Give me that, right? We want the smoke. Like Bucky wanted all the smoke. And I'm at home and I'm like, yes, bro. Get you some, please. Get you some. We want we're we're a soldier. We want more for you. Yes. Yeah. You know how you got that one friend that is down for whatever? Yes. Yes. He's been on that since episode two. He's like, why don't we just take the deal? That's what got me in trouble in (laughs) No, that's what got me in trouble three movies ago. No, we're not still in the shield, Bucky Light. I'll take the shield. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I don't care. I'm here for you. I don't care. <laughs> what's my rules? Hey, Doc, what's rule two? Don't yeah, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for can we, you. Can we talk about one character, though, that we haven't talked about tonight? Um, Torres. Joaquin Joaquin Torres. Oh, New Falcon. New Falcon. New Falcon. So if you read comics, he is the new Falcon. Um, they changed the origin, which is I'm glad they did because in comics, origin is kind of he's he's an actual was goofy. Falcon, like a bird. Um, yeah, he's yeah, actual so, bird, um, man. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see him too. Like he was, 
he was uh he like to see him in the future like what they're gonna uh-huh. um but i liked him too he was he's uh you know a stand-up guy good guy soldier um he's trying to yeah. do the right thing as well so i enjoyed him and i'm excited to see and also they made him a bit overzealous you know um because he was supposed to only observe yeah. this ma- this flag smashers and report but he decided to get himself a little a little involved, involved. Yep. and got, and got knocked out yeah, for, for his wild. efforts. He wanted um, to play hero. Yeah, uh. he, he went to play hero. But, you know, it, but he, he's very much like Sam, out there playing hero, no powers, just out there trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And I thought the transition, the handing off of the wings to Torres was beautiful. Yeah. They couldn't have done that any better. Oh, well, yeah. you, you forgot the wings. Keep them. Keep like, there we go. There's our new. There's our new Falcon. And I'm like, that Simple. was perfect. Simple. Short, sweet to the point. Yep. Yeah. Great transition in in handing off that mantle to Torres. Amazing. And oh I, yeah. I wasn't sure if they were just gonna have him there as fan service to the comic fanboys to be like, you know, one of those well actually, <laughs> you know, type things, you know. Um, but though they used him, you know, they brought him. He was in what uh-huh. three episodes? I think I think three, three or four epi- episodes. I think he was in three. Yeah, I know I three, three for sure, maybe yeah. four. But no, he was. Uh, I think he was in four. He was, no, he was I in think the first in two. First, and then the uh, he made an appearance in the last one. Was it just the last one? One of those. I think so. I don't know another yeah, one. Was, oh, no, 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 no. It was four. It was four. It was four because he that's he gave him the wings in the. Would he take? He gives them the broken wings. That was in a different that was, episode. Yeah, that was, that was in episode. Five. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he's in so, four episodes. He's in four episodes. So yeah. four out of six. That's not yeah, bad. So he he nah, makes he makes a significant job. appearance there, and and Joaquin uh, Torres is as he's a pretty cool character. Yeah. So I think we'll definitely see him uh, again in in probably in a movie format there. But that was a very cool handoff. And then let's talk about what I think is the most disappointing part of the series, and that is the reveal that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Boo! Okay, let me rebuttal all of that. Okay, let me rebuttal all of that. <laughs> let me rebuttal all of that. I got you. I'll take all I'll take all three of you all smoke. I'll take all of it. What better irony do you have then another espionage going on under the government. Then the person that has the bloodline of defending that same government, a Carter. In the comic books, the Carters, are, they've always been the ones helping out the cause. I guess now that. you got Marvel spinning a new line. And Sharon is at the... Did you see her hustle? She like... Don't play with me. I see a real art, real stolen. No, no, no. What you see in the art museum, that's fake. What you see in my house, that's real. And she's the power broker. And she's the power. Think about it. Her whole time during, she's been playing both sides. She agreed to help because she knew she was going to get pardoned. And now she's back in the same role with the same power and velocity as the power broker, and she took out both loose ends that was going to tell the world who the power broker was. Yeah, and Sam just got her 
hardened. All right. Well, I gotta. I gotta. He theory doesn't here. even know. I think he she's a scroll. We did. She's a scroll, what? and then she she's yeah, a scroll. She's a scroll too. And then her other skin what? is fifty cent. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. She's she it. she goes she goes she's gonna go on the ship. It's gonna be she's gonna transform. It's gonna be fifty cent. That's all it's gonna I be. I love it. <laughs> Yo, she's not just a scroll. She's a super scroll. <laughs> yep. I think I turned out to be super scroll. I broke Milan. I broke him. You were making sense, Milan, until Caleb broke you. Oh, Just ruin your theory. There we go. <laughs> you were making sense. You almost had me. You were building up. You, you almost had me too. And then. Sorry. Caleb, what? What? <laughs> I had you. What? Caleb, <laughs> She's a scroll. No, she's It's really 50 cents. Curtis Jack's 50 cents. Because, like, I don't know why she will be evil. That's the only way y'all go digest yeah, this? That's not. <laughs> so there can't be no woman power. So there can't be no bad woman behind the scenes. She can turn whoever she wants, and it's going to be 50 cents. That's who she's going to turn into. That's right. so. You hear me? I know. I know you're listening, Feige. I know you're listening. <laughs> Say what? I know y'all low key bots in here. I know. We know. You know. You want to put him in the movie? This is what we want. No. This is what we. We, we know you sit back late at night and listen to podcasters. Like, I wonder what they're saying. What are they saying about me? Listen. <laughs> he said he sips wine. Like they'll never know. <laughs> Right? That, that's how he's writing phase four. He's just listening to podcasts and be like, I like that. Let's use it. Let's do it. Like Man, he's like, you made phase five. You made phase six. You helped out with Secret Wars. Pay none of y'all. Again, swishing his wine. You'll never know. <laughs> now, can I let me bring up let me bring up something else for you guys. So at the end, Carter, she she she's on the phone, she's calling, she's telling some some somebody on the other side of the phone that she has access to sell government secrets and resources. Is that person Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine? Great question. Is that who that is? That's who do y'all think great that is? Question. Excellent. Um I'm gonna say no. It could be. I'm gonna say no because I do think she's just you know what? I'm actually going to flip that around. I'm going to say yes, because I think this Val is not the real Val. I think it is the secret invasion scroll Val from the book. So I'm going to say yes. I believe Val is a scroll, and I believe mm-hmm. that Carter is a scroll. I think Sharon Carter is a scroll, but I don't. I don't necessarily think uh, the other uh, Val, Val. I don't think she's a scroll. I think she works for another agency. Um, isn't isn't the, in the comics? Isn't it known as? Oh, I can't think of that. Is it Leviathan? Yeah, oh, the isn't like a Russian yeah, so counterpoint to Hydra? She was supposed to be mm-hmm. introduced in Black Widow, uh, but yeah. you know it got pushed back so many you know days. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they use Leviathan because you know, you know, Black Widow, 
every yeah. you know Russian organization. It just makes sense. Um, but uh, I think Sharon's a scroll, man. I do. I I just don't see the a point of her being uh that way, and I think Secret Invasion is gonna because up to this point. We just know the scrolls as being good guys, but I think there's some mm-hmm. evil scrolls out there, and we're gonna see in Secret Invasion, and I think Sharon is one of those yeah. evil scrolls. And, that, and that's what's crazy to me is that growing up as a comic book fan and reading comics, I look at comics and see scrolls, and I automatically assume them to be gather yeah. guys because they're always, always bad. Generally, yeah. the Kree are the ones who yes. are are either good or just yes. neutral, but the scrolls are like they're the scrolls suck. Like the scrolls always are always bad. bad. <laughs> so like so the MCU setting them up to be like friendly was I'm like I just I, I can't vibe with it. Just like in the, the, yeah. the credit end credit scene in WandaVision when the scroll shows up and is talking to Monica and Monica's all smiling at her and I'm like, Monica, punch me <laughs> in the, the scroll. <laughs> like that is a scroll. Why are you smiling? They are. Evil. See, that's what's wrong, y'all. To see, that's the problem. You're too spoiled by all the comic books. You can't accept change. Now, look at you all. You all sound like a bunch of conspiracy series. She's a scroll. She's a scroll. She's a scroll. That they no scroll. We don't know. Look, my brother had the same thing. He would be yakking my ear off every single Marvel movie come out. Oh, scissors is gonna be a scroll. Scissors, like, bro. Ain't no scrolls right now. When we get to that point, I will let you. We're not at that point, and I don't think. Look, I don't think the scrolls are going to be evil in these phases that are coming up. I think they're going to be more allies, and how they're setting it up, they're going to be in the background so much that it's going to be useless for them to be anything else but assist mates. Nah, I don't want. I don't. I wouldn't want. Never. See the scrolls. I want to the, see the pre-scroll yes. war happen on big screen. There's gonna be the scrolls, and they're gonna they're gonna go, and you're gonna see the supreme leader over the scrolls because they he turned them evil. It's Mephisto. That's it. All right, I'm done. Mic drop. You and this Mephisto, Lord have mercy. It's Mephisto. He turned the scrolls evil. That's Mark Jones speaking to you. That's what that Hold is. Hold on, I got a I got a conspiracy board. Let me turn my camera so y'all can see my conspiracy. No. <laughs> There's some string up there. I see a sticky nose. <laughs> You've been listening too much. To Smoking a cigarette, writing. Oh yeah, I have been. I have been. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would really like to see a pre-scroll <laughs> war. Um, yeah. That would be a fantastic event for them to do, and yeah. and to do it to do it right. Uh, that would be because you because you mentioned the supreme uh, the supreme leader. That would be a great way to finally and and doing it right bring in the Fantastic yeah. Four and have them be, yeah. be fantastic. It will be a great way to reintroduce the Inhumans uh, because of the Kree, and you can show you know you can do that properly. Like there are so many things you can do, you can go off of by having the Kree and the Scroll, and you can tease the the, the Shi'ar Empire mm-hmm. as another avenue X-Men. of bringing the X Men in here because you mentioned Madripoor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you mentioned Selby, yep. which I don't think they killed Selby. I hope they didn't. I don't think I don't think that woman was really Selby, because Selby in the comics is this big black dude, and the big black dude was at the bar serving drinks. I think he may be the real Selby. Um, but you mentioned Selby; he was a, he was an X Men character. You mentioned Smiling Tiger; who was an X Men character. 
You mentioned Madripoor, which is huge in X-Men. Like, you've got one door there. If you, with the Shi'ar, even just being mentioned as far as the Kree and the Scrolls fighting and, you know, maybe having to meet in neutral territories if they meet in Shi'ar space or, you know, something like, like, give me more X-Men tie-ins. Because we need to, we need we need multiple avenues of bringing X Men into this MCU. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. And I need some Doctor Doom stuff because he went to Latvia, but and then you didn't show me anything else. It's like, and that was such a tease, <laughs> such a terrible tease. Oh yeah, I oh, man, I I really hope for a good Fantastic Four, and I hope for a good Doctor Doom. Well, when, that, when when Zemo mentioned that he used to go, he remember going to parties and stuff. Uh-huh. Where I was hoping he was going to say like, "Oh, this guy Victor was a real drag or something." <laughs> that would have been great. Oh God, that would have been great. Was for a good little nod, like yeah, I, I know the Von Dooms. Yeah, a bunch of. Ugh, the I've talked. I've talked with a lot of people about Fantastic Four, and we've all kind of agreed, saying that we don't want doctor doom to be in like the first fantastic four movie we want him to be a build-up because he is he's a thanos level villain he's especially with like the magic when he comes god emperor doom like that's the kind of stuff i want to see on the big screen that is what i want you hear me you hear me you hear me give it to me (laughs) just give it to me that's what i want give me john krasinski Mr. Fantastic, no, no right? No, right? Yes, yes. Give me the Krasinski. Yes, wife too. Wife too. Goober, he he does not look Jack Ryan. What? Have you right? Have you not seen the Quiet Place? What is wrong? See, here's the thing, Caleb. I'm old, okay. To me, <laughs> Jack Ryan is a man's man. Jack Ryan, when I make, when I picture Jack Ryan, I picture Harrison Ford in Clear and Present. <laughs> what I just think about when I think of Jack Ryan, I look at Krasinski and I see a goofy looking goober that I cannot take seriously. You got the office. You got the office he one. You're, you're... Like someone who's intelligent enough to be. I don't know. And that's nothing personal to Krasinski. He's a talented dude, and I'm sure he can act. Uh, he could act the role well, but I look. We, at him. I want that for him. <laughs> I do like too. I, can't I want that for him. Seriously, Milan. You know what? When he when he comes when he when he becomes uh, Mr. Fantastic, you're gonna come on my my show when we're gonna talk about it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> like magic. How do you feel? Right, right. Yeah, you're so nice to look smart. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh that Reed Richards. I mean that Reed Richards that has the gray here on the temples. That's you can do that. Hey, you can do that. You can do that. You have you not seen the fan art? Have you not seen the, the fan, fan art? Really have already you have you not seen Krasinski's face? He ain't got that. Okay? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That's our Mr. Fantastic. Okay. That's <laughs> our, that, that's our I Mr. Think that he could be him, but. There's so many other actors that can pull it off. See, L7 on my side. There's so many other actors. <laughs> yeah, there, there's other. I, 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 if I L7, cast, come I on. Him, I will cast uh, Kunzinski or whatever, however you say his last name. I will cast him as Cyclops. But that's another topic. Mm. We got way. We have gotten way <laughs> off. <time. laughs> we went to the mutants. <laughs> You see, that's how bad we want. Everything leads to mutants. I was, I was trying to think of... Caleb, you haven't listened to this show enough because 
<laughs> we go we we go down the rabbit hole quite often. Uh, we are known for going off track. So that give me okay. Good. So I want to know who's your who is your fan cast for Mister Fantastic. Okay, I said this on the Infinity Bros podcast, and unfortunately, he's too old. But the perfect cast for Mister Fantastic 10, 15 years ago would be George Clooney. Yes, but what what about right now? Realistically, I, honestly, who would you say I, right now? I don't think we. I don't think there's someone right now that we like know of. I don't think there's a major star right now. I think to play Mr. Fantastic right now, it should be a really talented actor that's not very My well known. My choice. I think there's someone... Go ahead, L7. It's Your along choice. those lines. He's not really uh, okay. well known. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but if you... Have, What's he from? I could probably you, Google him. <laughs> have you guys... Uh, did you guys used to watch the show iZombie? I I've seen know, a couple episodes. You know the the guy who worked in the morgue, the uh, I think it was Indian, the Indian guy. He had a British British accent. Yes, that will be yes. Okay, I could uh, see that. I'm guessing you're talking about the character Doctor Ravi yes. Chakabarati, yes. played by Rahul yes. Kohli. I'm that guessing. is my choice. I think I could see that. The British actor known. From I Zombie and the Haunting of Bly Manor. That's my choice, and he's. Vo- I think he's done some voice acting for DC as well. But that would be my choice. That's my choice. I could. I could see it. I could see it. All right. He in the Harley Quinn. He played uh, Scarecrow. Yep. Yep. Okay. Voice acting too. Okay. I'm I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I like it. See, Caleb is with me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know, right now I'm right right now I'm anything. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm anything but Krasinski. <laughs> that that's the trade I'm on right now. Um, it could be Sharon Carter. Uh, anybody but Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> the man ain't never say it could be Sharon Carter. <laughs> Man, it's 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 tough because so many people that would be good for that role or have that kind of look, um, have done other roles or you know they're just a bit too old for it. Because it's tough. You got to find somebody that's like like early forties or like like yeah like forty to fifty ish that has that look, um, and like. Nah. It depends, cause if you keep them on for if you keep them on for a ten year, if you if you're keeping if you're keeping them on for ten years like you just did RDJ and Chris Evans, you you're gonna have to go young route. You you can't afford, cause that person's gonna get their, you. Can go somebody in their late thirties. but why would you want to? Why don't you get them in their twenties? So that why like you have them like like they did the Spider Man. Get them because young. Not, that way, you have a bunch of you got a bunch of storylines to do with them. But see, they they tried that storyline wise. It doesn't make sense for they, him to be in his twenties. They tried that with Miles Teller, and Miles Teller was yes, not was, great that in that role. Terrible. It was he was so bad in that role. Well, so bad. bad about that that movie, so let's 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 be real here. <laughs> well, let's just be real. Like, if we're gonna be real. About that I would also be. I would also be okay with Pedro Pascal. I don't know why, but I would. I would. 
I'd be fine with him. Pedro's a talented. I'd be he fine with him in the last of us. He would have to keep his little mustache, and then you know, I'd be. We can grow a beard. <laughs> See, which which one would you want? Like, do you he want, does. Do you want early clean no, shaven Reed, or do you want beard? Um, beard. I want beard Reed. Beard. 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 Give me beard Reed. Give me beard Reed. I'll take it. He, he, he need to bend through some things. So I'll at take least, at least a few. Bearded so, so, so Pedro Pascal. Reed Richards. Hear me on this one. I, I don't. I didn't say him at first because generally when I look at him, I think of, um, I think of the villains that he's played because I, I think he's a bit typecast as a villain. But I think that Zachary Quinto could be a really good Reed Richards. And we've seen him in the beard, and beard looks good on him. And uh, I think he. You know, Zach, I think Zachary Kinto could With... do it, or, or hear me out, we pull um, Brandon Routh out of the DC I'm universe and pull him into the Marvel universe. I think Brandon Routh could be a really good Mr. Fantastic. I'm not mad at that. I could see that. I'm not super mad about that. <laughs> those two, I think. Those two. I'm I not super mad about, about it. However, I'm still on my John Krasinski train, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can be, you can be on that train, um, but Brandon <laughs> is a better-looking guy. He's got he's we've seen he him is pretty good and look good, and we've also seen him be a super smart hero as the Atom, um in uh, in Legends of Tomorrow. So like we, yeah. we know he can do it, yeah. and he's got the look, and I think he would be a fantastic leading man as um, as Mister Fantastic, and you know we know he's pretty enough to put any woman next to him. I, I think he would be fantastic. He would actually be my number one. I'm, I'm only going to say no because I am i don't want to see no back and forth. Like, uh, I, and he's played, if he's played in DC so much, I can't see him. Switch to Marvel. Uh, yeah, that's the only reason. Like, if he wasn't yeah. just like, Cause all I'm seeing is Superman, 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 Superman. So now it's like, no, I don't want to see him as Reed Richards. Cause then yeah. I'm gonna be like, yeah, you couldn't have done no better. Like he's literally <laughs> been branded. Like that's essentially what you're saying. You couldn't do no better. So you've no, no, no. And Marvel's way too. We they could find somebody. They they can't. They gotta find someone. No, now, like, the only mar- the only crossover that I would want to happen is uh, what's his name? Aquaman. What's his name? His name is Jason so Jason oh, will play in Craven the Hunter. That's what I would want. Yeah, to see. yeah. yeah that's I want, the, I'm I would like to see yeah. him play Craven. Yeah, like that is yeah. that would that be would a be cool. that'd yeah, be a good cast. Yeah. Really, really okay, good so cast. Let's let's, uh, let's um, before we go to the final topic, uh, which would be expectations or hopes for Loki. Let's do a little uh, continue this fan casting and other Fantastic Four. So. We know who you want to see as Mr. Fantastic. Give me your Invisible Woman, your thing, and your Human Torches. I don't really have a... John... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. John Cena as the thing. Um, wouldn't he be the Invisible <laughs> Woman? Because you can't see him. John Cena. Okay, yo, you know, keep going. I, I thought I had something there, but John Cena. Okay. John Cena is Ben Grimm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not a John Cena fan, but I can live with that. Better it's better than Dave Batista. I'm sick of Batista, but continue. <laughs> uh invisible see, I would say Emily Blunt because I do like Emily Blunt. 
Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I actually, I think she's already said she doesn't want to do it. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to think of the other two, but definitely John Cena is the thing. Go ahead. Uh, okay. L7. Uh, I don't, I don't have, uh, anybody really that, uh, I would like to play, um, for other characters. All I want though, what I do want is I want, uh, Sue and Johnny to be really brother and sister. Not no other anything else. Be brother and sister. So if you make if you do a a a, 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 a race swap for one, you have to do then it for the to, other one. Then you need to race yes, swap both. You can't, like, yep. it, it can't be nothing else. I just want them to be have the same parents. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That 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 whole explanation was, was absolutely asinine. Poor writing. He's just like, hey, you know what? We need to come up with this really dumb story so that we can have an excuse for why we have Michael B. Jordan here, and why we have I forget the actress's name, uh, why we have this woman in here, and we're supposed to believe that they're brother and sister. It was terrible, terrible. Especially like you know, she's especially because she's older. I'm like, hold up, hold up. Their brother, I'm like, how they adopted her, and then they had a kid. They adopted her, and then they had him. (laughs) What? I mean, I mean, that could happen. It'd been one thing. It'd been one. It'd been one thing if they said they were both adopted. That would have made more sense. Like that, that whole thing was dumb. Um, Milan, what are you thinking? Give me, give, give me one. Who would you like to see? It doesn't have to be a big name. If there's smaller names out there that you think would be cool to be any of those other three of the Fantastic Four. Uh, he's clicking through Google. He's like, yeah, I got to find somebody. Oh, I already, I already have my human I, I, torch. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I'll, I'll say this while you're looking, Milan. Caleb, I'm not, okay. as a pro wrestling fan, I've never been a John Cena fan. And I don't, <laughs> think, and I don't think he can act to save his life. However, I do think he, I think he'd be great at it. A, I think he could do a very serviceable job as Ben Grimm because he, like Batista as Drax, you don't have to ask him to do much acting. He needs to say a couple punchlines. He needs to be a big Jack guy, which is what he is. And, you know, he needs, he needs to yell clobber in time. If he can yell clobber in time and not sound like a goof, then, then he does his job and he can do it well. Like, I think that's a per- I think it's a really good fan cast. Okay, I got, so oh go ahead go ahead I got my other two. Okay. After so go, first go ahead. off, yeah, can, so first off, it's it's clobbering time. There's no way in hell you're ever gonna make that sound any more corny than it's already <laughs> been creation. It's I don't care how hard you try, you could get the goats out the grave and tell them to act. It's clobbering time. You're never gonna get that to go over <laughs> smooth. I need people to like face facts on certain things. Like some of these catchphrases that these superheroes have are just bad. There's, you know I don't care if you have, a, I don't have a care if you've got an Oscar goat winning nominee. No, some phrases are just terrible. I, 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 I disagree. And I'll tell you why. Who can you get to say it's Coburn time sounds seamlessly? Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now this this is outside your wheelhouse, okay? So you don't you won't probably understand the reference, but uh, people who are listening who also are wrestling fans will concur. 
there's a wrestler, a former wrestler. I don't even like him. Like, he's one of the wrestlers I can't stand the most. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He would use its clo- he used his clobbering time as a catchphrase in part of his entrance. And it got over. And people loved it. And people, when he would do it, and he would do this big punch and yell, it's clock because he would tap his wrist like a watch and get up and throw his fist through the air and yell, it's clobbering time. And that is, if you do that with a wrestling fan, especially a CM Punk fan, they're in it. They're doing it with you. That is a over catchphrase. Yeah. So if the catchphrase is done with the right voice, the right timing, it'll get over and you will see it's clobbering time t-shirts all over the place. <laughs> Trust me on that. Now, I believe him when I see this shirt. <laughs> the right person and the right cadence, and it's going to be over. And I never thought I would hear it's clobbering time yelled by 20,000 pro wrestling fans in an arena, but I done seen it. Oh so, my gosh, that's you, awesome. You, you, you really I love it so much. You really can't, you know, say that it, it so wouldn't much. go over because I guarantee so great. You they could get it over. If anybody can get it over, Disney can get it I, over. I trust Disney. They can do whatever. <laughs> All right, so so get this. So get this. Or Vince I was okay. I was thinking of <laughs> Oh my gosh. So for for Sue Storm. Kiera okay. Knight, Knightley, Knightley, excuse me, Kiera Knightley, and for Johnny Storm, Dave Franco. That's who I choose. That's my fan casting. Hmm. I haven't thought of Kiera Knightley in a long time, but uh... yeah, I kind of forgot about her too, and then I was like, wait a second. She, well, I think she, she would Franco look like they could be related. So I think that I think that would be a good cast. I with John agree. Cena, but would, or Stone Cold would, Steve Austin, whatever. Would you, would you make? Would you dye? Would you dye Franco's hair blonde? I can't imagine him as a blonde, though. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean they don't have to. Well, I mean they, they've they, taken they, other they've taken other creative liberties and other stuff. So I mean they did. I mean I mean we were just complaining about how they race swapped him. The Flash, the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they did the ultimate swap. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just I, I think of I think of the storms yeah. and I think of you know they are a couple of you know blonde siblings and and nightly I think she's a blonde. Um, but I mean uh, I, I think I mean facially I think they look very similar so they they look like they could be related. I think that's a great cast. I just wonder if they would dye you know his hair like they did for Chris Evans, who looked kind of goofy with that. Like, yeah, he did. Like bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I'm looking up right now to see if he was his hair was ever blonde. Blonde Mm-mm. hair. No, I don't. I don't really have a preference on the on the twinsies. You just can't. The, you just don't think his clobbering time's gonna work. I just don't think I'm gonna sit there and hear clobbering time you in like won't... 2025 or 2030. And I'm gonna be like, ah, yeah, graphic T of the year. No, now, you be the first one. Just, You'll be the first guy <laughs> to stand up. You know, <laughs> He's going in there with his teeth. With my big, with my rich, big, grim, uh, big fist. Yep. You don't have it's, those things, big fists. Slam them together. It's clobbering time. <laughs> Blonde highlight Dave Franco is actually not too bad. Not too bad. It looks kind of weird, but not too bad. So Dave Franco, a, that, that's a good choice. I like it. I'm not mad at that. I would have to see a list of, of 
acting brothers and sisters to see who would who would fit that role. What uh, what's and and for Doom, it, he's an older guy, but I think he would do really well. It's uh, I, I'm gonna mispronounce his name so bad, but he was uh, Gus in Breaking Bad. See, everyone says Giancarlo Esposito, and then I love Giancarlo. Esposito. I love him as a villain. He plays a good he, villain. Oh, he, he's generally always a villain. Giancarlo is fantastic, and he yeah. could kill the role. However, it would make absolutely zero sense for this half Italian half black dude <laughs> to be the monarch of this European country. 99% white European country. Well, yeah, that's true. It's, it's that's just, true. Just they went through some ethnic changes. Zero sense. And, they went and through Doom some ethnic a, changes. Doom is a major I mean, race. hey, you like, never know. <laughs> you never, you never know. know. You never <laughs> know. Never yeah, know. It, it would just it would it wouldn't make any sense. Hey, would you say scrolls, right? Yeah. Right? Scrolls, right? There you go. Scrolls and Latveria. There you go. But John Carlos also like super old. Like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, old he's scroll. older. He's an old scroll. He's an old scroll. <laughs> just has a heart of an old scroll. That's it. Yes! He's got a heart of an old scroll in him. Oh, that's too funny. That is hilarious. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, there are so many actors. If we were talking like 15 years ago, that oh yeah, would be that would be perfect. But unfortunately, we're not talking about 15 years ago. Um, but yeah, John, have you John seen Carlos, the rendition? John Carlos is amazing. I just, I can't, I can't see him as as Doom. Um, but man, they already now to me like. And he's a little up there in age. Uh-huh. I think Mads Mikkelsen was wasted in, in Doctor Strange. Mads would have been a much better Victor Von Doom. Yes, I could uh, see that. I mean, he's good. The voice, I mean, he's already European. He's got a great um. commanding presence. Uh, he looks like he would be a, 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 a royal snob. You know, like, he's got that presence. Like, Mads would have been fantastic as a, as a Doctor Doom. Someone said, I was just looking up a list uh, right here. They said Joel Egerton, Colin Firth. Somebody said David Tennant, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Scar- Tennant would be mm. great at whatever he does, but we already saw Tennant as Purple Man, and I need to see more Tennant as Purple Man. That doesn't exist. <laughs> According to, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. According to Marvel, it doesn't exist. It never dies. Did you actually? Did you guys see that that article? That actually, I I don't know how much truth is behind it, but they did say that they were thinking about bringing back um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Char- uh, what's the other one? They're not doing Luke Cage, or they're not, and they're not. They don't. Oh, uh, Punisher. John Bertha. They're thinking about bringing them back as their characters, but as a rebooted version of their characters. Yeah, and Kingpin. As long as as Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. Yep. Um, That's a must. Totally about that. No no, no one else needs to play Kingpin but but Vincent right now. He was perfect. Um, I want want Luke Cage back, but I think Coulter's way too busy. I would like to see him back. I want to see everybody back, but Finn Jones because he was terrible. Yeah, that was was a horrible. Uh, as, as Danny Rand, he was horrible. Uh, but everybody else was cool, and I'm not even a big fan of. Um, uh, I forget her name. Who played Jessica Jones? I'm not even a big fan of her. But everybody else can come back, but Finn. 
But Charlie Cox definitely needs to come back as Daredevil. That needs to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. They need to make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, as we go towards the conclusion, the next Marvel show, which was also against Slade to be a one-off, you know, they're not slated to make season twos out of these. Um, the next one up is Loki, which will premiere June 11th of 2021. What are your expectations and hopes for Loki? It's gonna be a Loki summer. Over the summer, it's gonna be a little low key. Oh, he took, <laughs> heck, he, he took the tesseract and he got busy, and then he got caught, and now they telling him, "Yeah, you gotta fix what you broke, and you done broke a lot." Like I'm for, I love Loki. Like, did you not see the trailer? He said, "I've studied you." You stab people in the back consistently. Like, we're going to see. It's going to be a Loki summer. Yo. For, yeah. Forget all this hot girl summer. It's going to be a Loki summer. Loki now, summer. I could I could see this one as, as like Falcon in the Winter Soldier was more of a darker turn. I could see this one being more lighthearted and like fun. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for a little bit because okay. I, I just want to I want to see that. I want to see more lighthearted. I mean, Loki, it's even just in the trailer, it looked kind of a little bit funny, you know, um, had some humor in it. I, I really hope they actually do that and it be a little bit more lighthearted. Cause I think being in like multiple timelines and stuff like that and, and having like different Lokis, whatever, I think that, you know, that is funny. And I think it just the lightheartedness about it. If they don't, I feel like if they don't do it, make it lighthearted, then it's not going to be successful. Because we we like one of my favorite movies, and a lot of people give me shade about it. Is I really like Guardians um, of the Galaxy because that was one of the first Marvel movies that came out with you know original cast, whatever origin, I guess origin stories that was actually lighthearted. Where we had all the other ones that were more serious and dark. This one was hilarious, and after a while you kind of, and then they obviously Marvel's did this whole chain of, we're going to try to add humor in all of our movies. And some of the times it falls flat, but I'm really hoping that Loki is funny, but also like good, funny, not like we're just making stupid jokes to make stupid jokes. And I hope it doesn't take itself too seriously because if not, I don't think it's going to be as successful in that regard. L7, what are are your thoughts or hopes for for Loki? Uh, Like, like I was saying before the start of the show, I was telling you guys, uh, I'm just not excited for it. Um, I'm going to watch it, um, but I'm not excited for it. Because of that, I don't really have expectations. Like, it's going to be, you know, time travel, of course, um, and it's going to tie into the overall MCU story. Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, it's just Loki. Like, I'm I'm not a huge. I'm maybe not the person to ask. But I'm not like a huge Loki fan. I guess. Yeah. I mean, granted, we, until Tom Hiddleston played Loki, there were no. No, Loki that's what fans. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, lo, I mean, Loki. So many of these characters that people really didn't, comic fans really didn't care about. Like, we knew about them, and we understood the relevance to the different stories, you know, Loki and Thor, as where he's the subject we're talking about. 
but there were no fans of his until Tom yeah. Hiddleston started playing and all the women started swooning, and <laughs> you know he was very clever and witty, and then all of a sudden there were Loki fans. So yeah. <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I'm going to say personally, I'm not excited for Loki in that I I was just like, okay, it's Loki, like. Yeah, it's Loki. Yeah, cool. like okay, Loki. but um, <laughs> yeah, but being that I had less excitement for Wandavision, mm. and that turned out to be absolutely phenomenal, that oh. gives me hope that Loki will also be phenomenal, and I will be pleasantly surprised once again. But yeah, I mean, I have no attachment to Loki. He's he's the god of That's mischief. It. You know, <laughs> and then, and I know we're not getting the Loki that people really fell in love with because that was the future Loki that died. We're getting past Loki, you know, directly after Avengers One, who hadn't done any reformation. So, oh, um, even in Avengers yeah, Two, so he was kind of, you know, uh, reforming. I I could say, no. right? Uh, but this, yeah, he was mellowing a yeah. bit. But this is this is not mellowing at all. So, I mean, I think we'll see a lot of mischief. Um, I think they'll have some cheeky little fun as he's doing some yeah. light mischief while mixed within the, the major mischief part. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. But I, I'm, I have, I'm up in the air as far as what they do with it. I'm also interested to see Owen Wilson as Mobius and Mobius. Like, <laughs> that, like what is up with that? <laughs> yeah, wow. That's probably... <laughs> that's probably Loki's gonna do something, and he and you're just gonna hear. <laughs> I think I really think I, I re- like I said, and I, I kind of feel the same way as you guys. It's not a, a show that I'm like super excited for. That's why I'm really hoping that it's gonna be fun and kind of funny, like and playful, and like they're gonna do kind of wild and crazy fun things because it's just I, I don't know. I don't I don't want another all right regular Marvel movie, you know, show. We we already just got that. Let's do let's kind of change the equation, which they already they kind of did because WandaVision was a whole different show than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. completely different mood, tone, everything. So I, I really hope they keep giving us these different shows that have these different tones in them and different. That way we just get a variation of different things, um, and that's what you know. I, I will say Marvel's pretty good about doing that with the movies too. So. Yeah, they, yeah, they've been, if nothing, fantastic with the way they've been telling yeah. these different stories. Mm-hmm. Milan, hopes, expectations for Loki. Except for, aside from it being a low-key summer. <laughs> low-key summer. Like, that's all I got to say. So, like, so, so Milan's hopes. W- so the the CGI. start wearing green and horns. And just killing this, this he's gonna have a staff. He'll have his staff. His tesseract. Yeah, you're gonna see a blue. You're gonna see a blue cube on me. I got the tesseract on me. What's up with you, Milan? No, I am having a low key summer. A got low my glow and blue cube. All right, got I'm having staff. a low key got summer. Green robe. Right. I'm just chilling. You're gonna see different versions of Milan right there. From different timelines. Man, so, I'm down for all the mischief, right? We down for all the mischief, guys. No, um, I like you've all said that there needs to be a new little tone because it's been like we've tackled a lot of subjects. This 
tackled a lot of subjects with Falcon and Winter Soldier and in WandaVision. Like, it's been pretty, like, emotionally, mentally, and, like, stressful. So, I think Loki is going to be the, like, dynamic turn back into, like, the funny CGI, like, out-of-world experience that... Because everything's now has been more domesticated. So, we still haven't seen anything outside good old planet Earth. So it's gonna. I'm. I'm great to. I, I can't wait to see, or I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with how they're handling the multiverse questions that we have. Like, yeah. okay, you've teased it, but how are you gonna make some type of sense of this? And they're they're picking the perfect person to try to tackle this, Loki, like someone that already deals with uncertainty misfortune all those types of things so to see that dynamic into what they're gonna try to do with this i am for it i'm for it okay so last question real quick do you think that loki will then fall short equal or exceed the successes of wandavision and falcon and winter soldier equal equal Equal. i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna say it's gonna blow us completely away but again, they've just been setting the new standard for what TV is going to be outside the movies. And right now, we've gotten two dynamics of how the mystic realm is going to be and what that's going to be. And then the political side and how they're handling things after the blip. Loki is going to set the stage for how they're going to have to t- handle that, you know, the time paradoxes that they've created and that he's yeah. created. So they're just setting the stage for what the normalcy is is going to be inside of the MCU. So I can't yeah. say it's going to exceed because we've already seen that. Like we've already we've already gotten blown back. Like to do that again in a show that we're probably not going to get a season two. Now we can start to expect them to all go out and because that's all they've been doing, pumping yeah. out good things within ten to eight episodes. So now they're like, why give you a season two when we can just keep dumping one good season, break it up into parts to you all. So we're seeing how they want to do television and how they want to set the stage. So I can't say it's going to exceed, but I can definitely say everything now is going to be like, okay. Okay. Because now these things are going to be in the movies. Yeah. So now they're like, hey, if you don't pay attention now, don't look at us crazy for years when a movie come out and you like, well, where did that come from? Who is that? Yeah. When when did we? They're literally giving us a no excuse to not be, you know, full attention when we're in the theaters again. Hopefully, you know, Lord willing, Lord have mercy. Hopefully, the theaters open up again so we can enjoy these things how we used to. Yes, like, indeed. What are you thinking, Caleb? Short, fall short, equal or exceed? I think as long as they change the tone, it will. Equal because like like kind of what we were, we were just kind of talking about it. They they're introducing the different tones of these different shows, and if they're if they're just going to copy off of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they do this okay kind of serious thing, I don't think it's going to be as good. It's going to fall short. At the same time, I, I I think they've set the bar high with these shows already, so mm-hmm. um, it's going to be really hard to exceed unless the show just unless I'm absolutely wrong, which I really hope I am, and it just blows us out of the water. I think it, it'll be equal to um, these other shows that we got, and I, I am really hoping 
um, that, like you're saying, Milan, they they have they're creating these characters. They're bringing these characters in. They're giving us one season. I'm ha- I'm hoping that these characters that they're bringing into this one season um, of these shows, we're going to be able to see them in movies and other shows, like different shows. And they're they're just they're basically just building characters right now, building these like micro stories, and then they'll how will these affect the larger universe is kind of what I'm really hoping for. So long story. That was a long answer to just saying equal. Uh, <laughs> I think what yeah. you're saying is that you're hoping that WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, you know, Hawkeye show that they're all going to act as yeah. the, um, the building blocks that the, that the next uh, wave of movies and such are yeah. going to be built upon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. L seven. Your thoughts? Uh, I think it's going to be equal. Um, again, you know, just to piggyback on what you guys previously said, um, if they change the tone, which uh, Marvel is very good at doing, um, then yeah, it'll just be equal. It'll just be another angle or a corner of the Marvel universe, and um, you know, we'll get a different aspect of that with Loki. Um, which I think will make it equal. Um, mm-hmm. But it's brilliant. And it's a high equal we're yeah. talking about. Like We're talking about really, really good yeah, shows. Really good. Yeah. Like they have the film budget. And so, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're making high quality shows. I, I look at the shows as um, like, uh, like if you read comics, there's always a side story to the main mm-hmm. event that's mm-hmm. going on. And that's how I look at these shows. Like there's side stories that go along the the, the main storyline of uh you know the MCU uh, or the the film ver- uh, side of the MCU. And so um, right. yeah, I think it'll be equal. I think it'll be equal. Nice. I I I'm, I have to concur with all of you. I definitely think it's going to be equal, and it's going to be hard to exceed. Um, either Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. But I think that it, uh, my hopes are that it will tell a story um, that is unique, like they did with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, because those two are completely unique in what stories and what um, emotions they were trying to convey. And I'm very interested in what they're going to try to convey through through Loki um, and and what uh, you know cornerstone that they lay for the MCU further. So it's it's equaling to me like you know you're you're equaling, you know, it's like it's like uh, in baseball like, you know, someone hits home run and the next person hits a home. You're talking about back-to-back jacks. We're hoping to go back to back to back. Right. We're hoping just to see another home run because it's not like it's following up, you know, a bad yeah. show. We're, we're we're following up two really really good shows and hoping that a third one um, hits it out the park as well. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. That's going to be it for this episode of the original Jeek podcast. I want to give a special thanks to my guests, Caleb Ardois, Milan Blackmore, and Micah Sims. I want to remind you all listening that you can find them on the social medias. Look in the show notes. There will be links to their social media access and uh, where you can find their content and follow them and engage with them. So again, I am your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, and I want to thank you for listening. And we could not do this show without you who listen to us and support us 
So please continue to press play and rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you can't find us, you can let us know at jignation at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Twitter at jignation. And while we are still within the month of April, if you leave a review, please consider doing so at podchaser.com. Every review left in the month of April 2021, 25 cents is donated to Meals on Wheels. And I am committed to replying to each and every review that we receive on Podchaser because if I reply, that donation is doubled. I want to give a shout out to Caleb also who left us a review um, as well as the other two that were left on Podchaser recently. So thank you for taking the time to share with us your thoughts, your feedback, your kind words, and helping us help others. So until next time, y'all, peace. Ready to make an entrance, so back good. DJ what and you're listening to the original Jeek podcast.